Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Uragon, the Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500, though we won't need your calls this afternoon. You're welcome to go ahead and text in. Uh, we have uh, Brigadier General Greg today here in studio this afternoon. You may have heard him just a little bit that I allowed to get played until it turned into a little bit of a bash fest. We don't win this election unless we all stick together. We all can agree on one thing, that we don't want Michelle Luhan Grisham to continue to run this state come four years from now. She's very worried. She's spending an awful lot of money right now. Uh, she got about $3 million in the uh, cash account. She spent $3 million, uh, plus already, about $2.5 million, uh, to be exact. And uh, she's out doing her best marketing campaign. Up in Taos, hanging out at uh, the Air Force, greeting the, uh, the veterans, if you can believe that. And uh, New Mexico could not be in worse shape than it is right now. And we have to do something about it. And uh, we've got a primary on Tuesday for us Republicans. Yes, us Republicans. I'll bring Dowd here uh, in here shortly. Dowd is uh, the check. He's the uh, the pressure release uh, here for us Republicans, always uh, showing up inconveniently with his facts and all the various other things. And one such person that he has jumped in on uh, for quite some time, and we announced it all yesterday. We announced about the failure of Spaceport America. And that risk rests squarely on the shoulders of one... Um, well, I hate to say all of this, folks, but it rests on Bill Richardson. It rests on Michelle Lujan Grisham. It rests on Dayan Hockman B. Hill. And it rests on one Rebecca Dow. Uh, she is one of the gubernatorial candidates, and we've had to do our best to try and sort of kind of vet everybody. I just became uh, familiar with Rebecca Dow during this campaign. And, um, you know, as impressive as she has been uh, throughout you know, her visits with me, I got to say, uh, it's not adding up. And KOAT finally did a fact check on her ads and this stuff. And uh, she presents a huge liability moving forward uh, past uh, June uh, uh, into July with her potential court date. And uh, Dowd has talked about uh, something called, what was this uh, new thing that Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, uh, passed? I think it's supposed to show up sometime in 2045. Yeah, yeah, the Energy Transition Act. It was the very first thing that Michelle Lujan Grisham made a point of doing. And now you see it with the World Economic Forum. You see it passing through with this huge agenda. You see, I mean, we were leading the entire country in, in gas and oil production, especially in Eddie and Lee counties. These places are absolutely huge bolsters of growth for the entire state. Number one and number six in the country in terms of oil producing counties. And we have completely and totally dismantled that. And I, I don't know how else I can possibly convey to you my disappointment in the fact that Rebecca Dow did not show up to, to that vote because I tried to take her at her word and see where she was at. And I've had her in here and I visit with her and I've been funny friendly with her and give her uh, a lots of generous time here on the radio station. And we get into this KOAT fact check on uh, what's happening uh, with her. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what, what, what I don't know what you eight million dollars is what she has received since 2009. Rebecca Dow and her company has received $8 million since 2009. I'm like, here's a person who I thought, you know, could potentially be governor. I don't know how we use that to go against uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham 
And we start talking about state contracts. We start talking about all these types of money that we're receiving from the government. Rebecca Dow has received $8 million with her, with her quote unquote company. Think about that for a second. How, how is it that this gets past us and going into a general, we'll have no chance. We will have absolutely zero chance come November if Rebecca Dow is your candidate representing the Republicans come November. There's just no way I can see us getting out of that. So with that being said, I do want to kind of get into all of this here this afternoon because I got a lot of information to uh, share with you. And uh, I'm going to probably carry Greg over a little bit over the five o'clock, but there's a a lot of stuff uh, here. We have these quote unquote investments. And Dowd, I know you've uh, finally delved a little bit deeper into what's happening at Virgin Galactic. It's a bankrupt company. There's nothing there. They cannot pay their own bills at this point. And Dowd has been on the case years before I have and maybe years before anybody else had. In fact, the man has actually invested into one share, which is uh, worth, uh, I don't know, all of what today. So I'm, I'm down about nine bucks, I think, for, for my big my big investment. Uh, Eddie, just allow me, just on the Rebecca Dow yes, issue, uh, allow me to toot the Rock of Talks horn a little bit on this. I'm looking right now at a webpage. It is dated uh, January 12th, 2021. So we're talking almost a year and a half ago. Rockoftalk.chat. The article is Big Government Becky's Very Bad Votes. I'm going to read you one paragraph near the end of this rather lengthy piece. I don't know what lunatic wrote this, but clearly, you know, he was off his rocker. Uh, Dow also maintains her strong support for early childhood education, a troubling manifestation of policy entrepreneurship given Dow's role as a founder and volunteer ambassador of Apple Tree Child Development Center, a truth or consequences based uh, nationally accredited nonprofit organization dedicated to comprehensive family support services. In 2018, 52% of the senators of the, of the centers, Apple Tree Centers, revenue came from government subsidies. On her 2019 financial disclosure form, Dow listed annual income in excess of $5,000 for her role as the CEO. That's all you have to do. You don't have to get into specifics when you're a legislator. You just have to name whether you get more than five grand. In addition, she and her husband received at least $5,000 from the state. He works for the Department of Health in software development. Oh, wow. In addition to her role, uh, her per, per diem as a legislator, uh, and another $5,000 for his unclear role with the New Mexico Child Care and Education Association, which is some sort of uh, trade association. I'm sure these organizations all get a lot of government money. Uh, hate to say it, folks, but once again, Rocket Talk, way out ahead on this a full year and a half ago. There it is. Uh, there's the report. Uh, this coming 5 12 2022. Dow has been, quote unquote, open and transparent, looks forward to July hearings as campaign manager Josh Siegel. Apple Tree has also been a source of controversy. Much of its revenue comes from state grants, as you just stated, Dow, and contracts. The ethics allegations against Dow accuse her of failing to properly disclose her income from the group of representatives. I believe she also challenged her own ethics complaint by not uh, uh, complying with the request to go ahead and pay the fine, which I guess would be an admission of guilt on her part. Uh, Before state agencies in violation of the law, restricting when legislators may do so. The General Counsel of Ethics Commission found probable cause to conclude that Dow violated the law, but there's been no final judgment. The allegations include a complaint that Dow violated the State Financial Disclosure Act by failing to report 5K, as you stated, the gross income from the Apple Tree Educational Center in 2019. Her campaign manager, Josh Siegel, said Dow has been open and transparent. It looks forward to a July hearing on the case. Uh, Full disclosure, I called Josh, or Josh called me, I should say, and I said, you need to be at that debate tonight that he, she decided that she did not want to show up for. 
last night. Uh, we have not. She has decided that the only place that she needed to go ahead and show up was any time that Mark Ronchetti. She has called this uh, continually over and over and over and over again a two-person uh, race. Uh, we know that I think there are more reputable people or certainly more qualified people to be in this particular race because we don't need a liability going into the general. This is your opportunity, Republicans, for you to take out the governor. You aren't going to get this opportunity again. And as far as I'm concerned, there's only two candidates, one leading in the polls and the other one leading, uh, I don't know, from the, 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 the rock of talk. And that would, of course, be Brigadier General Greg Zanetti, who's here in studio. Make no mistake, Siegel said, this case came from her progressive opponents and their big government lawyers because they see Rebecca as a threat. Ronchetti has issued an ad and its validity, excuse me, has been tested. There was a KOAT fact check on that. It turns out that Mark Ronchetti's piece on Rebecca Dow checks out top to bottom, period. There's no way that there will be any liability issued for that against the uh, Ronchetti campaign because in full, complete, uh, total disclosure, she was uh, operating as one of the board members. In fact, I believe the lead board member and uh, Greg Zanetti is here to talk maybe a little bit more about that if he could. He seems to know a little bit about that. And this is one of the things I think uh, that he contends uh, with regard to Rebecca Dow, why she would not be viable uh, in the general. So we welcome uh, General Greg Zanetti into the studio. Greg, how are you? Eddie, it's great to be here. I'm uh, feeling really good. I, I had no idea about the $8 million you just described. That's kind of blowing me away as I sit here right now. Yeah, in fact, uh, we go back. KOAT actually reported upon that. I feel like we're trailing on that, unfortunately. I wish uh, we were we were not, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and put you uh, here on camera because I think we need to uh, start discussing about this. Yeah. Uh, we need to be doing it better and cleaner than the other side. I don't know that this reflects that. She's one of the leaders of the Republican Party, uh, and I know that this is one of the things that we are consistently fighting against, which is corruption. We, yesterday, we covered Day and Hockman v. Hill. Uh, you know, we certainly know that her involvement in the aerospace industry, we know of her relationship with uh, one Rebecca Dow. I mean, that is a bankrupt company that's out there, Virgin Galactic. But we've got to start talking about uh, these issues moving forward. And, you know, you get get to make one last plug here on a Friday afternoon uh, for your candidacy for governor of the state of New Mexico. All right. Well, well, let's talk about governance because you talked about being a member of a board. And Eddie, I don't know if you have, have ever served on a board of not. directors. No. Okay. Uh, I've served on several boards, uh, some for-profit corporations and and several non-profit corporation boards. And in general, I say there are two kinds of board members that you'll see in real life. Uh, the first kind sits on the board basically as an honorary position. Uh, you get lunch for free, you get some good briefings, and basically you rubber stamp everything that management says. And I, I don't know, it just... They just don't do much uh, window dressing, basically. But there is another kind of board member and one I always tried to be. And that was you've got responsibilities as a board member for oversight of management. All right. So I want you to relate this to Rebecca Dow. This was her relationship with her board, correct? Right. And and I know you didn't put out the ads on uh, Rebecca Dow. You, I didn't. You, you, this is uh, something that the Ronchetti campaign has uh, has done and quite effectively, uh, I should right. say. But I think, uh, you know, so, sort of calling her to the carpet on this. I think is vital to the integrity of the leadership of the Republican Party. So she was the leadership of, what was it called, Apple Tree? Right. And this Apple Tree uh, knew about this. And what exactly happened? Well, I, 
what she did was she advocated for this employee who then ended up, you know, harming these boys. And then her response had to Ronchetti. The key phrase in that whole thing was, I had no direct involvement in what happened. And I thought, so, well, so did she? Well, no board member would ever have direct involvement. So it's parsing because here's the other kind of board member that you should really always want to have on your board. And that is a board member who looks at the financial statements, a board member who reviews hiring and firing procedures, uh, one who reads the SOPs, but basically is being a, a guardian, a fiduciary over the management saying, hey, look, we might have problems here, or these are best practices, and we are not doing this. But that requires work. I mean, that means you've got to go home at night with all of these, you know, SOPs, uh, standard operating procedures for the company, and reviewing them, and then going to management and saying, I think I see a problem here or here, or the type of thing, or even show up unannounced at the company or at the charity, and you just observe. And then you come back and you talk to management and the goal is to make the entire organization better. So you can either have an honorary board member or an active board member. Well, so here's what clearly happened with Apple Tree and the Boys Club. They had and, catastrophic, and Rebecca Dow. And Rebecca Dow. They had yep. catastrophic failure. When you have two boys who went through what they went through, that's catastrophic failure, starting at the top with board members down through management, down through the chain of command, all the way down to what happened to those kids. Well, what a board member should do at that point and say is, say is, wait, we failed. We should have been more on top of this. How could we have missed this kind of thing? And what are we going to do to make sure it never happens again? That's a That would be, well, first you have failed in your duty, but if, if you had, at least you would be, you'd man up and say, what are we going to do? And I'm partly responsible because I was a member of this board. An honorary board member goes the other way. I had nothing to do with it. I, I, I just sat on the board. And so I had no direct involvement. Well, no, you'll never have direct involvement in it, but you're still responsible. And so do you want in the governor's office, someone who takes responsibility for everything the unit does or mm -hmm. fails to do, right. which is what a commander of a unit would say, mm -hmm. Or do you want one who says, wasn't my fault? If you have that attitude, it wasn't my fault. I had no direct involvement. This attitude will percolate down through the entire organization. I promise you. And then everybody starts to say, how can I get out of it? I wasn't responsible. Somebody else. That's your, the issue in my view of her response ad was, wait a minute. You were a board member. You bear some responsibilities. Don't try to get out of this. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Uh, Jay Block is always running and uh, almost co-oping you in every debate that there is. I mean, you're like his new buddy, his best friend. He's like, oh, uh, my friend Greg, my friend Greg. And uh, recently he just went to uh, run to Rebecca Dow's rescue on this particular thing, which I thought was really interesting uh, because, you know, they came in Block and... Uh, Dow came in one, two, and right. I don't know how aware the internal workings of the party truly are when it comes to this. And we know how much, uh, you know, Jay has been attacking Dow the entire time, but right. why the suddenly the sudden turn of foot and let's just talk inside baseball here. But uh, these two ended up one, two and uh, you and Ron Ketty ended up uh, three, four. But I don't know that it really matters because it seems to me that the Republican leadership and the Republican 
operatives and the Republican players are out of touch with the people of the state of New Mexico. Because the people of the state of New Mexico see this type of thing. Look, we just saw the KOB Channel 4, the child abuse, the 16-year-old right. who lost. I mean, unbelievable things that are happening right. in CYFD. Right. And you're telling me that, you know, Republicans can't do better by finding better leadership? Is it any wonder that we don't have uh, Rebecca, I mean, excuse me, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, as our leader here in the, in the state of New Mexico, given, you know, the track record that the Republican Party is putting forth? You've got to be remarkably disappointed, I think, within the leadership and the uh, various delegates who uh, went up to uh, Rio or went down to Rio Doso uh, for that leadership choice. Well, what I would say there's just so much division within the Republican Party, and then everything that you've seen Dow and Ronchetti and, and others do throughout this whole campaign of just what, bombing away at each other, mm -hmm. and then we expect to go in and beat MLG with damaged candidates, right? It, it, the Republicans, the mainstreamers say, what are we doing? You know, we have this huge chance to finally win, but we're going to have to be unified. Yep. So what candidate can you unify around? Right. Well, Eddie, we ran a positive campaign. Yeah. You have not heard us, you know, going after the other candidates. All we've said is, what are we going to do to fix this state? And you've heard me talk about water. You've heard me talk about energy. What are we going to really do on the border and not just platitudes? And But if I'm a late voter and I'm just coming into this, I got to say, given the startling information, the KOAT back check, right. I mean, Ron Ketty spent an awful lot of money on making sure that this attack ad was out there, which I think right. is well-placed, well-put, and you know, exposing this is. And this is what we need to do. We need to call attention uh, to those types of things that are happening within our own party. You got to say that uh, maybe the late money uh, sort of comes in with you here. I think a lot of people are saying, you know what? I just want to find some level of honesty and directness and forthrightness right. in the Republican Party. You could potentially be that choice for people. Well, and that's what we were seeing actually on the internet starting yesterday and the day before saying, wait a minute, there's one candidate in this race that we could unify around and it's Zanetti because he's not carrying this baggage that everybody else is carrying with him. And he's the guy who could beat MLG come this fall because the others can't. And so, yes, we're seeing a groundswell of this. And actually, it's at the exact right time. With what, three, four days to go before the election? <clears throat> Excuse me. Eddie, Eddie, we are very optimistic about how this is swinging for us right now. All right. Uh, take me through the uh, campaign, uh, if you will. And we're going get, to get into the issues with you. We visited with you a myriad of times before. And I'm going to go ahead and open the phones for people Good. to go ahead and ask you yes. whatever the heck they want to ask you. I, I don't care if it's Bill Gates, if they want to do a yeah. takedown. We're just going to let them just uh, open up the phone lines and uh, say whatever they want to say uh, to you. And I'm going to do that right now at 550-5500, 505-550-5500. But take us through your campaign, why you decided to run, how you got here, and uh, where you feel you are uh, five days from the election. Well, Eddie, I decided to run because I got tired of yelling at the TV set. But beyond that, what... Wait, we, you yell? <laughs> yes, I yell. Okay, wow. And, uh, but you and I were talking a year, year and a half ago, and we said, you know, all this money printing is going to end badly. And we'd gone into this in great detail. And we said, this is what's coming. And we laid it all out. And Eddie, here it is right now. And we, I didn't know about the war. I didn't know the war would come and be an accelerant. You mean to, which one, the ending of Afghanistan or the beginning of the Ukraine? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't see either one of those things 
coming in the way that they have played out and how poorly it, they've both been handled. But uh, all it's done is push the timetable forward faster and faster, and it's irreversible now. And then we also said this. We said, when this happens, you're going to see it spill out into the streets. You're going to have rising crime, rising civil unrest, rising social unrest, and you're going in the border will exacerbate all of this. And so I thought, all right, what are my skill sets? Well, General Zanetti is pretty good at borders and at public safety. And then as far as the money part of it, there was no one else really in this race, certainly. I'm not sure how many people in the state know more about money and finance and how it all works than I do. So, that, you know, these are my skill sets. I'm going to present myself, you know, to the people of New Mexico and uh, say, all right, here I am. I believe I've got the right skill sets for the right time. And you know, give me a look. And we started on that. And Eddie, I will say this kind of naive. I think I gave my first political speech. This is no joke. It was a PowerPoint presentation. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> PPT. Oh, okay. There we go. I'm sure the eyes were rolling into oh, the back of the head. Uh, I, I think even uh, Dowd himself, uh, Dowd, not not incredibly inspired by uh, PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I don't uh, <laughs> Eddie, I learned a very important lesson at a conference many years ago. Uh, it was about marketing the, the the freedom message. The 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 instructor said blocks of text are not visual aids, and I've uh, I've tried to follow that ever since. <laughs> there we go. I should have had Dowd as my campaign yeah. manager. <laughs> so, but we all learn, and you're going through this, and that's important. And uh, I'm I mean, you know, I'm just glad that we're all trying to get through this, and we know what the goal. is is and we want to improve the state of New Mexico and obviously we're not doing that. Here we are. We gave the woman three and a half years of a head start and all she has decided to do is ruin a state and, and ram three and a half million dollars of you know campaign oh, yeah. propaganda down our throat at this point. And uh, so I'm going to ask you before we start taking phone calls, uh, regardless of the outcome on Tuesday, will you be helping the Republican Party making sure that we remove her from office on the fourth floor come November? Yes, yes, yes. A absolutely. Yeah, no, this isn't this isn't about ego. This isn't about, I hope I never thought it was about me. It was all about how are we going to help the people of New Mexico? Although, actually, we're feeling pretty confident that we're going to do quite well on okay. Tuesday night. So, well, we see those polls we'll and we get a little bit worried. But uh, ah. at the same point, you know, I think uh, we're looking forward to having an Italian one way or the other up in the fourth floor up in Santa Fe. And I'm glad that you here as my friend, one of the most intelligent guys I know and one of the men that I trust the most in uh, General Greg Zanetti, I got to say, I'm very happy to have endorsed and get behind you and your candidacy. Uh, you have behaved yourself with tremendous class and dignity. And, uh, you know, I can't say that I always agreed with your tactics because I'm <laughs> far more aggressive than yes, you, are. you are. But uh, I will say that uh, you are somewhat coachable. And I think that that's good. We've got to make you totally coachable. 550-5500 caller, you are in the Kiva for General Greg Zanetti. Go ahead. Yeah, David Olson, Greg Zanetti. Hi, I have David. a question for you. Hey, Greg. And first of all, let me say that, uh, forgive me, but uh, the, if the listeners don't hear me get the uh, last word so so I know, so that everybody knows you answered my question, then I can't support you. And, and one, one piece of my resume is that I won a unanimous decision at your New Mexico Court of Appeals uh, regarding a lower court uh, uh, family judge decision. Now, what that means is that there's a disparity in law. When, there's a, when a, one judge says one thing and then gets overturned at the Court of Appeals, that opens up uh, the opportunity for something to go to the legislature to in to make a statute to ensure that that
that discrepancy never happens again. And so what, and, and I don't expect you to be 100% knowledgeable on, the, on this law. So a better question is, what is your willingness, if you get elected, when you get elected, to speak to me, to be fully briefed on the situation, so that maybe you might uh, uh, ask your people to send le- legislation to the legislature to correct this problem? All right, uh, go ahead, uh, General Briggs, and we'll do it offline, by the way. Uh, good, right. And thank you for your no, question. No, and calling and, and I, go ahead. All right. David, my willingness is 100% because you're a citizen of the state of New Mexico. You know what Gary Johnson used to do? He had, I think it was called Citizen Thursdays, and he just opened the governor's office to anybody who wanted to come in really? and talk about this kind of thing. And why are, I would do that. So, yes, obviously, David, that's the whole point. It's... It's to listen to people like you who know about things that what you just talked about. I have no idea, but I have a curiosity and I I want to learn and whatever we can do to help this state, I want to do it. Yeah, he has a um, and you see, you know, these these parents who have, quote unquote, uh, taken care of their their children, their their families and have done anything but uh, they end up murdered and, and right. dead in their own homes. And it's just disgusting. Uh, David has uh, had to actually try to navigate the, oh. I, don't, I don't know what you call uh, oh, wow. the, the New Mexico judicial system, but it's been very, very difficult uh, for him. 550-5500, call you're in the Cuba for Brigadier General Greg Zanetti. Go ahead. Hi, good afternoon. I could ask the general is this, in the event you win this race, what are your further political aspirations? Oh, good question. I have no further political aspirations. I want to be the governor of the state of New Mexico. I don't want to be a U.S. senator. I don't want to run for Congress. I'm not running for president of the United States. I'm running to be the governor of the state of New Mexico, and that's it. I have no further political ambitions at all. I don't even think like that. So what are we going to do to, to fix this state here? That's why I'm running. Perfect. The other thing I'd like to say is please encourage everybody not to think this is a slam dunk and to get out and vote. I've been hearing a lot of rumblings about, oh, it's, you know, it's already a landslide. We're not going to even bother voting. So please encourage everybody to get out and vote. This is a very, very critical race. Thank you. Totally with you. And I agree. Go vote. 550-500. Call you in the queue. Go ahead. Caller, go ahead. Hello. Yes. Hi, Eddie. It's Hot Sauce Man. Hey, Hot Sauce. Go ahead uh, for Brigadier General Greg Zanetti. Go ahead. Hey, you know, Greg, you said it perfect. An organization takes on the flavor of its leader, and without a good leader, then the organization is poor. Right. What I've heard you speaking, you sound like a great leader, so you got my vote. I'm just would like to know what your thoughts are on how to address crime, especially in the Albuquerque area. It's horrible. And I'll let you go. Good to talk to you, Eddie. Hey, good to talk to you. Hot Sauce makes uh, a mean hot sauce. He's made the uh, Dow 3000 hot sauce. And uh, as well as uh, we have the Rock of Talk hot sauce and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, he actually wrote me earlier today. This is a bit disappointment. Uh, let's see. Uh <clears throat> Just, just listen to this. This is incredible. Hope you have a great Memorial Day week. No, this is, you wrote me another one. There we go. There we go. There we go. Said, nope, nope, not that one. It was dug and hot. There we are. Car parked on the street next to Clinic Gate. They are doing drug deals out of it. 
I was on hold 20 minutes, non-emergency police number before I hung up. Ridiculous. Last week, they cleared out the encampment in the AM. By noon, they were all back. Wow. City solution a month ago was to remove the bus stop. Now they jump over the fence into the employee parking. I don't feel safe. I don't feel our patients are safe. I'm tired of the cesspool Albuquerque has become. I would leave the city, but this state is a heartbeat if I could. I would leave the state in a heartbeat if I could. I know how much potential the city and the state have. I have zero confidence it will get better. Either it's too corrupt or the people are too dumb or both. I get why people are leaving. Feels like if you try to promote change, you are just pissing in the wind and getting wet. And uh, he said that earlier. We don't like people to feel dejected and no. hopeless, but a lot of people are. And uh, that's what he's speaking to. He's, he's, the, he's the father of a young daughter. He wants to raise his child in a, in, in a place that feels safe. Uh, I, I boil this election down to, do you feel safer? Are you better off than you were four years ago? And I think that that's important. And uh, do you, it, it's really about poverty, crime, and um, ultimately, you know, do you love, do you love New Mexico still? And I think that those are just basic questions for basic voters out there. And it's all going to boil down to that, Greg. Well, no, I, I agree. And of course, leadership matters in all this, which is what Hot Sauce said at the very beginning of that, of the statement. It, what, what happens at the leadership level percolates down through the entire organization. And, and you know, Eddie, when, when I was at Guantanamo Bay, people used to say to me, General, what was it like having all those people work for you? And I thought, man, you don't get it. That, they don't work for me. I work for them. And when that kind of attitude pushes down, how do you help the staff, help you help the commanders? How do you help the sergeants? How do you help those privates do their jobs? How do you resource them? How do you, how do you help them do their jobs better so that they feel part of the organization and they've got some power, some authority, some control? They will stun you with their creativity, with their uh, initiative. And you watch what happens, but you have to trust. Our governor doesn't trust us. She has the exact opposite mentality. We all work for her, yeah. but that's never going to, to work. So we need to start there. As far as the crime piece goes, uh, you know what happened here, Eddie. Well, we passed a series of laws that basically said victims were criminals and criminals were victims. And then what? We emptied prisons. Well, we had, used to have about 7,600 prisoners. We're down in the 5,000s. And the Democrats are, are proud of this. Uh, next, what did we do? We got rid of bail bonds, which then, of course, started the revolving door, catch and release, catch and release. So there were no consequences for any of these crimes. Then we decided to, uh, what, defund the police, talk about defunding the police, break down the morale. It was too stupid to be stupid. You were starting to think, is this all part of a big plan? And then we, we just stopped enforcing any kinds of what we would call petty crimes, why, you've been to Walmarts or Targets where they, they just load carts full of stuff and people walk out the door and there's the security guard, go, uh, sir, sir, and, and nothing happens. Or, or you drive down Paseo at, what, 120 miles an hour and nothing happens. And so lawlessness begins to take over. So hot sauce, I'm a uniform code, a military justice guy. You've got to start enforcing laws even at the base, not, especially at the base level, and send the message, we're going to have law and order, we're going to have rules, and we are going to protect the innocents. And what we're doing now is the exact opposite. So you need a governor with some backbone who's 
basically at a point in his life, in his career, I just don't care about the criticism. Uh, Gary Johnson was good at this too. He just didn't care. I, I don't care. I can tell you, if I could put up with the abuse at Gitmo that we got from the national press, you know, the stuff that comes here in New Mexico, it's not going to phase me one bit. Let's talk about uh, some things that have transpired over the last few years of Michelle Lujan Grisham's administration. Right. Uh, the most recent one for uh, April Fool's Day, we legalized it. And, you know, we see uh, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. We got these nasty women, uh, you know, they're doing what they, we got Stansbury, Day Hockman v. Hill, these women who are sort of leading the charge on behalf of uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. They have uh, turned their attention to a number of New Mexico Senate races in Bernalillo County in the past election. In each of the races, there's a dynamic pro- progressive woman who is challenging the conservative incumbent. We've seen to go with that flavor. The voters have seemed to go with that flavor for some reason. In the Democratic primary election, the women are fresh faces, fresh ideas, important not only to their own districts, and but to the state as a whole. And uh, <clears throat> this comes from something called Nasty Women of New Mexico, the, the You Betcha Initiative. And we have seen this roll through uh, back in the beginning of this year. They had the North Valley Petition Signature Party hosted by Michelle Lujan Grisham, Melanie Stansbury, Maggie Toulouse-Oliver, Democratic Judicial State Representative Day Hockman v. Hill. Uh, I believe that her sister is also a probate judge here, which I'm just uh, learning about, which is also very interesting. And I look at this stuff and we say, okay, how does the evolution of this thinking take place? You know, we used to tell our kids, Stay off of drugs, get right. off of the ridiculous progressivism, you know, uh, types of ideas and don't let them sell us the, the small ideas. We've taken that right from the very beginning, hook, line and sinker with the ETA. But the most recent one, I think, is the one that is uh, permanently going to maim, M-A-I-M, a maim us forever. It will uh, permanently do that because we just don't have a population, in my opinion, that was ready or can actually achieve this. And we set a record, a record a record like no other state has ever done when they legalized it uh, with a uh, record windfall of money is the way they refer to it. I see it as a record windfall of drugs that has permanently affected uh, our population that's here. And as a father of two, as someone who's cared very deeply and seen people who have been plagued with drug abuse and not to mention right. the uh, psycho, uh, psycho uh, uh, I don't want to say tropic because that's not what they are, but you know the, the psycho, psychological impacts of uh, drug and marijuana abuse and uh, the people who have been behind this. Uh, as governor of the state of New Mexico, how would you handle, how would you counter, and how could you possibly, if possible, overturn this? And I'm surprised that this isn't uh, one of the things that we're talking about. Well, I mean, the, the good news is that they passed such a horrible law that there's so many flaws in it. We're going to have to bring it back regardless. There were no protections okay. for children in any of this. Uh, on the edible stuff, Eddie. Wait, isn't that what the Democrats are all about? Protecting, it's all, everything's for the kids. Look at CYFD. Yeah, We've got right. kids uh, in the news every single day who are dying. Right. We got a 16-year-old. We got an, a, a, another one we can't report on in, in Sandoval County and Rio Rancho and G Blocks District. I mean, these are things that we just can't talk about, apparently. Right. Yeah, because it goes against the narrative. And I mean, you know, they couched it as economic development. When, when your economic development plan is casinos, weed, and personal injury attorneys, you're in trouble to begin with. But go back to the kids. Uh, what, edibles? I mean, it, right. it looks like candy to these kids. They're gummy worms. They're right, gummies. Right. And they don't even put it in childproof packaging. And then everywhere where they've passed the law, the way we've done it, the cartels have just exploded uh, to the upside. This is, you know, we're supposed to only be able to grow so many plants per person. Ah, Eddie, you walk into some of these apartments or houses, it looks like Jurassic Park. Yeah. I mean, so much stuff is growing. Plus, they, 
there was actually no thought about uh, driving under the influence. How do you test for this? Stuff? No one even brought that up in a public disclosure. Right. No one ever, ever had any sort of public comment on that when it came to that at all. Right. So, that, so there's no testing. I mean, if, it, if it's alcohol, at least there's a way to test for it. What, for THC? We, we didn't even know how to do it. And so now you've got all these people driving under the influence. You wonder what's happening out there on these freeways right. about how people are driving so crazy land. And I think, well, how many were just high? So how are you going to overturn that? What needs to be rewritten and how re quickly can you get it done? Yeah, you've got to recall the entire bill. I mean, and actually, there are a number of Democrats who are seeing this problem, too. Okay. And say, once you get it back in, then you say, all right, we're doing We're <laughs> we are going to cut back on this, you know, in a major way. And uh, nobody's against the you know, medical marijuana and the uses that it can be for. But what we've got now, oh my word, we're, we're just going to end up, so many people are going to die. So many people are going to get hurt. And all the Democrats will look at is one side of the balance sheet. Oh, look how much money we brought in. But they don't look at the, the cost side of it. And so- How do we know that? Problem. How do we know that, uh, I don't know, uh, Baldwin or maybe the people who were involved with some of these heinous crimes that, you know, weren't token it up the night before. Was there any, te any test for that or any of no. that? Type? Like those are the, immediately the things that go into my head because we know, of course, know of the whole easy rider crowd. We know the silver hill ponytail crowd up in, right. in Santa Fe. These are people who are trust fund babies with cash in their pocket without consequence. And they're leading the way. One such person is a guy by the name of Joel Simon Hockman, MD. If right. that name sounds familiar to you, it's a uh, Diane Hockman V Hills, Father. Uh, Interesting. This, yeah. Additionally, marijuana possesses what is referred to as a reverse tolerance phenomenon. Uh, the reverse tolerance phenomenon means that the patient who regularly ingests marijuana require less of the drug to attain the desired effect in regard to the particular user. Thus, marijuana stands in a contradiction to other psychoactive drugs, including alcohol, barbiturates, and amphetamines and opiates, and that other psychoactive drugs require a user to increase their dosages in order to achieve the desired effects. Researcher Joel Hockman has noted that the THC found in marijuana produces a painless stupor effect in the user, which is similar to that of morphine, which is used to alleviate pain in those who sustain serious injury. What do what we don't know is that later on, the increase in the amount of dosages of THC are now relayed into these uh, psycho right. uh, psychotic episodes where people have huge incidents of violence uh, acting out because they have no uh, ability to discern uh, reality from, you know, their, their impacts of the high dosage of THC in their body. Right. But, but hey, will government ever admit it made a mistake? Will government ever say, oh, no, we messed up on this? The and, genie's uh, out of the bottle. Right. And so we've got to bring it back in as fast as we can here because otherwise the cartels will grow, the crime will grow, and death it's basically a death and destruction bill right now. And, you know, they, they parade it up. But really, isn't that what the progressives have become? It's all about death and destruction. It's not about life and liberty. Yeah, and, that's absolutely right. Right. And this is what this is what we parade up as virtuous and good. Uh, we've got serious problems in this state. But with new leadership, we could turn it around. Well, that's one of the leaders, one of the closest that's uh, closest to Michelle Lujan Grisham. And her father literally wrote... Marijuana and Social Evolution, Joel Simon Hockman, MD, a, uh, a Simon & Schuster book uh, that is here. And uh, here's the back cover of this. This is just another book about marijuana. Marijuana is used widespread with three to literally selling the values and the opportunities that marijuana might bring to the people anywhere 
But here in the state of New Mexico, I mean, it really, I think it's going to be worse than any sort of tornado or hurricane that uh, we never get here in the state of New Mexico. This will be far worse. And how many help wanted signs have you seen where employers are saying, gosh, we need help. And if they get help, they don't last very long. Is that what's going on here? Is that why people can't find the help that they need and work part of it? And, and, okay. you, and I hear this from people out there on the campaign trail talking to business owners and they just, they just say it very matter of factly. They said, well, well, they're all high. And he said, they don't come into work or they just don't like it. So they just leave. There's kind of an apathy, a lethargy about the, the work that they don't want to adhere to standards. And they say, you know, our, our businesses are suffering. That's why we're only open four days a week instead of six days a week. And yes, it's or maybe of, why your waiter or waitress is in a bad mood all the time. Right. And so it's, yes, it's already trickling through the economy and we must reverse it. And we will in a Zanetti administration. Uh, there's some more stuff. Uh, in addition to the marijuana, what we've also introduced and <sighs> fentanyl. Yeah. You've talked about securing the border. You talk about increased crime here in the state of New Mexico. You are the best candidate that I've heard right. with regard to understanding sort of the chain of command how to sort of uh, prevent uh, further drugs from coming into the state of New Mexico, how to uh, uh, motivate the uh, National Guard, which we, of course, would pay for here. I want to talk about that because fentanyl has invaded New Mexico. But more importantly, it's actually moved uh, up north to Colorado. They have a real fentanyl crisis in the state of Colorado. And uh, it's because their uh, inhibitions have been brought down, their tolerances have uh, been built up, and they're ingesting higher and higher levels of drugs. Once they get uh, to the high lo- loads of THC, they move on to fentanyl. Greg. Right. All right. So I view the border through the lens of national security, as you might guess. And uh, I'll go on a quick tangent here. If you were Putin right now and you wanted to mess with America, what would you be doing? Yeah, bringing people across that border. But the Chinese figured this out years ago. It is part of Chinese defense policy to weaken America from within and drug abuse and drug addiction is part of their plan. And this, a lot of this fentanyl has its genesis there. And yet we refuse to see it through that lens. And so every, every single Republican candidate is out there saying, I'll deploy the National Guard to the border. And there I roger that. But platoon size company, battalion size units, uh, what's their mission? How long is it going to go? How are you, what's the chain of command? How are you going to integrate with Border Patrol, ICE, all those alphabet agencies down there? And then I hear just ridiculous things. We're going to get a, a strike force or I'm going to get a new agency just to go after fentanyl. And I think, well, wait a minute. How are they going to integrate with all those other units down there? And what is the, who's going to pay for this? By the way, let's just do a pause here. Does anybody believe that the Biden administration is going to pay for the New Mexico Army National Guard to deploy to the border? No. Right. That means it's a state mission. We're going to have to pay for it. All right. Every dime that goes to a soldier doesn't go towards schools, roads, and bridges. And by the way, I'm for this but we better do it right. Otherwise, we're going to end up like Texas where they just relieved their adjutant general because they had deployed their National Guard in a knee-jerk way and they had a bunch of soldiers sleeping out in the dirt and wondering what to do, calling home every night saying, honey, this mission, you can finish the sentence. And they're having to start over because they weren't securing the border and they were draining their treasury. Meanwhile, to add on yet another government agency, what? What? 
I, I just think Eddie, one of the basics of military is amateur study tactics, professional study logistics. And everybody wants to do the strike force. Oh, got it. All right. How are you supporting this thing? How are you paying for it? Uh, where where they're getting their equipment? How are who's going to train them? Who's going to supply them? What's the long term of this thing? And by the way, yet another government agency. Oh, okay. Well, let's just say you have the greatest governor in the world. And by the way, the strike force apparently reports directly to the governor. All right. Let's say you're the greatest governor. You use that strike force perfectly. And now you get in a governor like MLG, who now has her own personal, her own personal defense force. But what you don't think there's a problem there? And yet I've heard not just one candidate, but other candidates talk about this. And I think you guys are out of your minds. Under the Zanetti administration, we will secure the border, but we are going to do it understanding the military side of it as well as the financial side of it. Because if you don't understand money, you do not understand the military. I'm just telling you. Uh, that resources are not limitless. So we're going to do it right. And yes, we can stop this, but it's going to be all of us working together. And let me add, that's all those agencies working together in the roles that they are designed to do. And next, here's one piece nobody talks about. Eddie, we met with the Cubans once a month at Guantanamo Bay on border issues. We shared a border with Cuba. We met with the enemy once a month And we talked about what we were going to do with common problems. You might want to have a governor who has some understanding of foreign relations with border issues talking to somebody on the other side. Because if you get cooperation from the other side, I promise you, you'll have a much better chance of securing the border. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Uh, Let's get back to uh, sort of the... A uh, big event that's happening on Tuesday, and that of course is the uh, primary. Sure. So, um, <clears throat> the Mexico Political Report received audio in the hour-long hearing via an open records request with the Seventh Judicial District Court. Lawsuit stated that Dow had advocated for Hernandez's promotion to two others on an interview panel, despite a written warning. Right. Uh, in his file for inappropriate behavior. According to the original complaint against her, Dow had also tried to persuade the mother involved in the lawsuit, an employee of Apple Tree, not to sue. Instead, Dow offered to help pay for the family's expenses. Uh, one of the things that we did not comment on at the very beginning was the fact that this particular lawsuit was settled. We know that Rebecca Dow, and I've already brought up uh, Day Hawk, Diane Hockman B. Hill, uh, who is an aerospace attorney, that is her involvement in all of that. And, you know, we both know that they're on the same side of the coin uh, when it comes to supporting uh, what's happening down in Spaceport. But, you know, this just kind of reeks of the level of corruption that we have here in this state. I mean, if we can't get it right on our side, they're not getting it right on their side. Who's actually leading the people of the state of New Mexico? We paid, we as in Republicans, exactly. Rebecca Dow paid $260,000 to settle this and attempted to try and do uh, this also out of court in a settlement, uh, right. which is ridiculous. Right. So how do we go out to the other side and criticize the other side when, you know, we're doing this on our side the way that we're doing it? I mean, I don't know how anybody honestly could possibly support Rebecca Dow after this, you know, report that has come out. Well, and the remarkable thing to me through this was we have known about this for over a year and People went to Representative Dow and said, look, this is going to come out. It's going to come out in this way, and you're not going to be electable. And I, I know that I'll just, I won't use names, but 
other candidates, including myself, went Mm -hmm. to her and said, look, this is going to be a huge liability. And I I can't understand. She'll talk to you for 20 minutes about it, about how everything was just right. But you won't know. I sat here and talked to her for 10 minutes about it, I think. And during that entire time, I was like, okay, well, I guess it's much ado about nothing. Let's move on to the actual election issues. But, you know, when KOAT fact checks this and you go and you look at this and you're saying, well, why'd you pay $250,000 for this uh, settlement? And you you were the director of the board. Right. And that, then, that's the problem. And then you run an ad that said you had no direct involvement in what happened. <laughs> Shirking your responsibilities as a board member. Again, is this the kind of leadership that you want in the governor's office? And so, you know, depending on what happens on Tuesday, what do you think? The Democrats wouldn't use this in a major league way heading toward, you know, the autumn election? Come on. Anyway, but... We are where we are. So uh, we'll let the voters decide, what, four days from now. Tell people why uh, they should vote for Greg Zanetti for governor. Because we are going to have problems that Greg Zanetti is really good at solving. We're going to have financial issues in this state that will then lead to these other issues we've talked about. If you don't solve the economic part of this, Without money, you don't have schools, you don't have roads, you don't have bridges, you don't you don't have anything here. I'm really good at business and I will run government like a business. Next, I understand public safety and the borders better than any other candidate out there by far. And next, I don't bring the baggage. I mean, everybody else has been bombing each other to smithereens. We've been the only campaign that's gone out there and said, what are we going to do to fix this state? And here's how we're going to do it. And Eddie, you've heard it. It's been specifics. We're going to address the water issue because if you don't address water, you don't have life. We're going to address the energy issue because if you don't have energy, you don't have an economy. And if you don't have an economy, you don't have money for schools, roads, bridges, like I just said. And if you don't have a candidate who can unite the Republican Party, we don't have a chance in the fall. And we have to get rid of MLG and four you think more you're, years of and this. You, you are that candidate that, that, that can unite the Republican Party. Yes, and I'm not the only one saying it. It's all over the internet right now. Look, Zanetti's our guy. Uh, we, we can't go into this election with the others. We'll, we'll, we, we just don't have a chance. So, yes, go vote Zanetti. And let me just, inside baseball. Eddie, voter turnout right now is really low. How uh, bad? Well, uh, now compared to 2018. Oh, gosh. Percentage. Right now, we're only 5% of the Republicans have turned out to vote after three, three and a half weeks of early voting. Uh, we, we haven't seen it that low. And so... Wait, wait, wait. What was it in... I don't know. What was it in 2018? Uh, triple that at this point. And so, really? Well, here are the numbers. So let's let's do two elections. Now remember, four years ago, Steve Paris was running unopposed. So there wasn't a whole lot of interest. And 70, 75,000 voters turned out. Uh, that was, you know, what, 20, 30% of the Republicans. Are people just but, turned off by Republicans? Or what's what's going on? Oh, I think there's some, there's certainly some apathy. There's some despair. There's some disgust at what's going on this year. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go back 12 years when Susanna first ran. Mm-hmm. There were five people in that race, Eddie. It looks like this race. I was, and then we had 120,000 voters. You were, you, were, you were in that race for a time? Uh, I was, I did the exploratory committee, but we never really officially, you know, announced. 
So, but five people in that race and there were 120,000. And I thought that's what it was going to look like this time. Mm -hmm. Right now we're expecting 60 to 70,000 votes, which would be fewer than what we had for unopposed, you know, Pierce four years ago. So what does that mean? And I don't, why I don't does know. This matter? I, I, I don't know why that what it means, but I think uh, that bodes pretty well for you. Well, it does. And this rock of talk audience, think about who's listening right now. You guys, you guys are the guys who care. You turn, you turn this on every day to listen to Eddie and to listen about and doubt about the big issues and what really matters to this state. I don't know. Tens and tens of thousands of people are listening. Many of them Republicans. You guys swing this election. If you go out and vote and you vote for Zanetti, we have a big surprise on Tuesday night. Mm. And so that's why I keep doing this ad on your your radio station. Go vote. It's low voter turnout. If our vote turns out that the headline Wednesday morning is massive upset, Zanetti wins. Oh, Uh, you, regardless of the outcome on Tuesday, I will support. You will support. And in addition to that, will you help us go after all those uh, corrupt SOBs up in Santa Fe and here in Albuquerque and everywhere else? You'll promise me you're going to help me with that? I will use every bit of expertise I have (laughs) to help you to help this state and to help the nominee. Help this helpless state. I don't know that we can be any more helpless than it has been. And, uh, you know, Dowd's even uh, sitting here listening. Every single day we do this uh, show, uh, we're here and uh, we just keep shaking our heads. We can't believe that we're in the situation uh, that we're in. Greg Zanetti, thank you so much for Thanks, being Eddie. here. And uh, your web address is? It is Zanetti for governor.com. And uh, here's my phone number, guys, 505-382-1882. You can call me direct. All right, there you go. Thanks, everybody, for right. tuning in here this afternoon. I'm going to give Dow the last uh, word, last 30 seconds here before we hit the top. Go ahead, Dow. <laughs> Uh, well, I would just say, uh, Eddie, uh, whatever whatever candidates you may be for or against, I was told by a, a restaurateur friend of mine that, uh, today at my favorite sandwich shop that he was getting his haircut uh, the other day, and the person uh, doing the haircutting, the barber, said that MLG needs to face off against, you guessed it, Eddie Aragon, who would have been the best candidate this year. <laughs> True story. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am 1600KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-500 hour two, coming at you from the ABQ. Had to, uh, had a, you know, had that uh, engagement there with uh, Greg Zanetti for some time. So for those, of you, I, I, you know, I've got, I got a million things that are all coming into the key, but we got to do what we can to stay on message. And that's important. But I will have no doubt, of course, uh, continue to get involved in a number of things. Monday, Tuesday show, um, uh, probably no more political uh, interviews. I think that's kind of where it, where it ends uh, for all of us. And I think we're going to probably leave it right there. Um, we have a surprise here for Friday afternoon. And, and, you know, listenership is just a little bit lower here on a on a Friday. And um, it's just sort of the way it is. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if it's now or, or maybe not, but. We're going to welcome in uh, or welcome back to the Kiva an old friend uh, who's here in the Kiva today. We got Tito Muska pecking away at the uh, the keys, hunting and pecking, never hunting and pecking, always uh, on the job. Uh, Dowd, how are but you? Eddie, uh, did, 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 you did, 
I, I, I lost uh, I lost connection at the end of the hour. Did people hear my story about who the barber wants to run against MLG? Yeah, yeah, we, we got that. Yeah, <laughs> okay, you, I want to make sure that you. got out. Are you, are True you story. Sure? You went to two uh, surprising things about that. Someone actually likes me, which is seemingly <laughs> rare these days. And then you went to the barber. So uh, <laughs> No, no, no. I, it's the sandwich shop I go to. I know the owner. Okay. And he said earlier this week he was in the barber chair talking politics. And the yeah. barber told him, hey, you know who they should run against MLG? That Eddie Aragon. He's awesome. He's crazy. That guy's so crazy. <laughs> Like I don't have any, I don't have anything left in the tank. Well, I probably do. I probably got a lot left in the tank. You know, Dowd, guess who we have back over here? You you won't even believe who is sitting in the chair across from me. Mm. Wow. Yeah, well, I don't know what that was. What was that? Is there a dead cat in here? Uh, wow, what is that? Holy moly. Oh, yeah, it's Dinah Vargas. Hey, Dinah. Hey, what's happening? Hey, look what's going on. What's going on with Dinah Vargas? There she is. She's going to bring her little... Uh, off the cuff, I should say big. She's uh, she was she was over at the dizzy uh, for a little while and uh, hanging out over there. And I said, uh, "Did you have enough? Would you like another?" And uh, she decides to come back uh, here into the Kiva, where she's going to bring her off the cuff radio show back here into the Kiva. So I'm pretty excited about that. I, I I have never governed anything about her show. She immediately got her start here, and she just needs to sort of. You know, kind of do her own thing, and that's what she's been doing uh, ever since. Dinah Vargas uh, here in the studio. How are you, Dinah? Hi, Eddie. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm doing good. Another day above ground. All glory to God. You know, gracias a Dios. Yeah, all glory to God. Yeah, all glory just, to God. Yeah. Well, it certainly is an MLG. How bad is? Uh, and uh, Dow, feel free to jump in. I'm going to have just you two here on camera while I watch uh, this. This interaction, Dinah Vargas and Dowd Muska on the same camera. That's quite a pair. It is quite a pair here. <laughs> the dynamic duo. <laughs> two people who don't care uh, anything about what anybody else thinks of them. Truly. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah, I'm you... like the roadrunner. I'll run 26 miles of bob wire and I'll kick some dirt in your eyes. Meet me. There she is, uh, Dinah. So, uh, Dinah, how have you been? What's uh, Get us up to speed with what you've been up to. Tell us about what the... The next chapter. You've got a lot of chapters, a lot of a lot of lives. Uh, what's the uh, What's the next chapter for you, and what have you been up to? Yeah, totally. I'm I'm kind of excuse me, living my life uh, by faith and not by sight, and so I kind of examine all of these experiences that I've had, sort of lessons or or teachings, if you will, and each one of them are just for the next level. Yeah. And, and next level, new level means new devil because, you know, you'll end up with a whole bunch of other sorts of devils in that endeavor. However, I keep thinking wow, to myself. look at the rhyming, the reason. The reason. I She's know, like look the, at me. I'm like, like a the poet. South Valley rapper. Oh, What's, right up? Right right right. What's happening? <laughs> What's happening? So, I... Can I, do, can I do my blotter with you? Dowd's uh, rolled out a new blotter. I feel like I feel like if I don't bring Dinah back in with the blotter, I feel like. Uh, what do you think, Dowd? I think I like that combination. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a that's a serious blotter. Will you help me do the blotter if I send it to you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, from Espa. You Espa. got up to Espa. You ever go to Espa? Española. Yeah. What what other Espa is well, there? Yeah. No. Of course. I'm. Espacito. I'm, there's that. Huh. I mean, I mean, you can beat me all you want, but you can't take out of me what's in my blood. That's right. You can remove the woman out of the South Valley, but you, you can't take the South Valley out of the woman. That's, that's right. That's what I tell my mom anyway. She's not very happy about that comment. <laughs> I choose to live in the South Valley, just for the record. I, I, I'm from the South Valley. I know you are. Real bravo, bro. Morale. Love it. Goff. 
hey, over there at the bingo. Is the bingo still there? Or no, there's no bingos. There's no bingo. What happened? They got rid of all the bingos? What happened? Uh, a casino co-op. Damn it. Casino co-op. What time is the casino at Asleta? I have no idea. I don't I don't participate no. in, in strongholds. Oh, 74. Bingo. Bingo. Hey, boy, those are the days. Boy, I love it. I grew, I grew up at the bingo. Did you really? BFW. Saturday BFW. nights, Friday night at the Post 13, baby. We, we teared it up. We teared it in the pool tabs. The crazy lady at the end with the pool tabs and then the bingo. She ran her 15 card run. Gee, that lady, she was cheating. Tabs. I actually love pool tabs. I was really? playing pool tabs at like 10 years old with my grandmother no, going to bingo. Yeah. Stop it. That's illegal. No, well, back then it wasn't. <laughs> 10 year olds could just open up the pool tabs for totally, Lana? Totally. I still open them for what well, my grandmother would say. She's opening them for me. <laughs> and they would say, okay. <laughs> Nobody has the stories of Dinah. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Where did you grow up, Dinah? South Valley. Yeah, but where? There's the, there's oh, lots okay. of places in the South Valley the, where you. Uh, the good part of the South Valley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, right? It's hey, all, look over there. Over there. Mm, mm, yeah. You got to tilt the chin over there. So over there. Um, I live closer to the Isleta Reservation. I live in a farming community. By Los Paz. By Los Paz. Yeah. 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 yeah good people. Like you, right up the road. What do you yeah, think? yeah, they're real good people. What do you think about uh, when Jerry's hanging out with uh, Michelle Luhan Grisham at her, at her uh, gathering? Man, I think, it's a, I think it's, a, it's a fine tradition. I think that's what they do. Yeah. I think. How long have they been doing that with that? Oh, forever. Yeah? Yeah. She needs them? Yeah, because of the matanzas, you know, because everybody oh, yeah. gets the free matanza once a year. And then. I feel like all of Albuquerque is a matanza. We got 65 murders. Totally. 65. 65 already and counting. There it is. Because it's crazy, Albuquerque. Yes. Everybody's two-stepping. Porque it's crazy, no. It's crazy, crazy, Jeez. Albuquerque. Loco. Locos. What are we going to do? Everyone's flipping U-turns. <laughs> <laughs> we have another word now when we say what the flipping is, but uh, we can get to that. All right, so you're going to bring your brand of radio, Radio Lobo, here to the Kiva. And uh, we're going to be doing that on Saturdays. Uh, very excited. We have our... Liberty lovers uh, who did on Saturday. Nat and Jay Bird are great. And Nat's given birth to, uh, I think, was she at 16? Is that, is that about right? Uh, 17 as of last 17. month, I think. Yeah. She's very pro life, just so you know. You got a, pro, you got a friend in pro life. Oh, I love pro life. Por vida. Por vida. Yeah, you did some pro lifing today, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I how'd did. that go? Um, it went good. You know, it's it's praying outside of these abortion clinics because it's faith to action because we always got to put our faith into action. And so um, I just sort of hope that somebody will see the sign and maybe stop that is abortion minded mm -hmm. and maybe get some information so that they have the true definition of choice because yeah. at the end of the day, it is, I, I am pro-choice. Yeah. I'm pro-choice in the sense that you choose to either give life or you choose to be part of the culture of death. Mm -hmm. And so to, to call God yourself, gives us free will. That's it. Put your hands up. He gives you free will. Totally. You, you can't make your own choice and can't be responsible if you don't have free will. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it is about choice. You either choose to have your children or you choose to kill them. It's one or the other. You have a uh, you have a remarkable story, <laughs> and uh, well, I don't want to yank your turns. No, you're on my my station, okay? No, gonna, go ahead. You're not going to start crying on my. No, station no, I don't cry. No, no. When's the last time you cried? The other day. <laughs> <laughs> You've got quite the story. Yeah, um, I do want to talk a little bit about your involvement in pro life. Okay. Uh, it's moving, and I think it is something because. You know, you gave birth and mm -hmm. it was something that you could not believe the way the mortuaries and the way that the hospitals mm -hmm. and the way that they handled things. And mm -hmm. 
I know this is a difficult thing to talk about, um, but I would like to just. Okay. I think it's important. I think it's important for people, you know, people who are Christian to give their testimony, people who are pro-life to give their testimony, people who, for whatever they believe in, if you don't have a testimony, you don't have a story, you don't have nothing. That's right. Uh, por That's right. nada. Por nada. And I want to see you talk a little bit about how you got involved in pro-life. Because a lot of people like to speculate, no? They're oh, always yeah. getting in, hey, why is she so pro-life? How come she's so pro-life? What, what, is, what, is she, what does she do? What does she do? What is she trying to atone for? She's got that Spanish right. guilt. Right, Spanish guilt. Yeah. yeah. Strongholds, the generational curses. Yeah, of, that's of, it. We, of, we of can't get rid of it, huh? We can't get like rid of it. Like a bad cold. You don't go, go don't go outside, you catch cold. Did your nana tell you that? Oh, yeah, put a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> tell, me this, tell me this story. So, <clears throat> I arrived at a point in my life where I had wanted to start a family. And so, through that process... I found myself delivering a stillborn at full term. And so there was just something inside me that day, uh, the day that, that it was, you know, brought to my attention that my, you know, that my son was dead inside the womb. And so he was nine months and I show up to an ultrasound appointment because I'm completely hysterical. And I'm like, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Take this baby from me and take him now so that he lives. And so they do all the testing. They said, if we take your child from you now, it would be a disservice to you because everything is fine. So because of the condition I was in and like refusing to to just let it slide, uh, I was admitted to the hospital and just sort of, um, you know, waiting things out and everything was fine. Uh, released the next day, the baby was still alive, showed up a day and a half later for an ultrasound and immediately looking at the monitor, I could see that that my son was dead because in other ultrasound photos or the monitor viewing, he was sort of like, if you could imagine a spine, it was sort of this way, like a smile. But on this particular day, it's like he was upside down and his spine appeared to to look like he a flipped. frown. He yeah. yeah. And so, um, so at full term, because the baby just doesn't go away. So labor was induced in a short 23 and a half hours later. I delivered a stillborn. And it was just incredible to me because I had, I, well, I had wanted him to live because I wanted him so bad. And so through the process of the 23 hours, it was sort of in stages. And so the hospitals are like completely set up. It's just like the sign reads, it says labor and delivery because birth is, is never guaranteed. And so I, I inquired about, through the chaos, inquired about a birth certificate. And they said, well, no, because he, was, he wasn't really born. And it was a little hard to take because I'm, I'm holding an entire child. Repeat that again. That he was not born, as in alive. That he was only delivered. And we, we kill babies at full term here. Right. And I know that this is one of the things that probably every single day, every Tuesday at the women's clinic between three to five, mm -hmm. three to seven show up. Right. And they all are, are all doing things that you wish you had a chance to do every single day. Right. Which is right. give life to your child. And they're choosing at the very end 
to go ahead and end the life of that child. Right. And and it might be important for me to add that I, I had always viewed abortion as none of my business. It was absolutely something I would never consider. Um, I, I mean, You wanted a family. Yeah, I wanted a family. Yeah. And everything was prepared for um, for for the son that I, I thought was, I was going to bring home alive. And so, so since I was unable to get a birth certificate, I inquired about a death certificate because it was obvious I was holding a dead child in my hands, yeah. in my arms. And what did the hospital tell you? They said, no, because there was no birth. So how could there be a death certificate if the child was never born? You've never heard a story like that ever, to- ever told ever on told, radio. Ever told. That is the first time you've ever heard a right. story like that in your life. So, um, so Sean, that that's what I named him. Sean, he he was born, uh, he was born still, and he was born silent, but he was still born. And in fact, that's exactly what he was. Yes, born. yes, still born, but born still. And so, so they they come in in, in like waves, right? Like for whatever uh, you could handle at the time, like like the first couple of hours I'm there they're sort of prepping you for what's about to happen and then the next stage is well I might want to make arrangements because I'm about to deliver a dead child and then the next sort of visit I get is would you like to donate your child to science so they will not give you a birth certificate and will not give me a birth certificate ask you let me put this in quotes Mm -hmm. would you like to donate your child What does something have to happen in order for something to become a child? It has to be born. Mm -hmm. Nomenclature in the way of our understanding of things is so incredibly important, yet they could acknowledge that they could use the baby, Mm -hmm. but they couldn't acknowledge that they could give you the right that you carried that life in your body for nine months. Absolutely. And so when I looked at this, this child who was lifeless, I mean, he had two eyes, he had a nose, he had a mouth, he had fingers he had two thumbs and he lived with you for nine months and it, yes knew everything about him he recognized my voice yeah, you know he did he, you know yeah, my sons like uh coming out of coming out of the the womb they immediately knew exactly which voice to listen for when they came out they heard my voice and i've been fortunately blessed by god to and given the voice that i have and uh immediately they stopped crying just like that the moment they heard my voice the moment they didn't need to know anything else. My son was distant in the room, mm-hmm. and they knew to tune in. The other doctors, both of them were delivered by a C-section, and both babies. One was born at 28 weeks, the other one born nearly at full term. Mm-hmm. And they both knew what to listen to. Right. They right. both heard my voice. Absolutely. Your baby, Sean, was with you all the way through until the very end. Until the very end. And that's why you fight for life. And it's why I fight for life, because I understand that when women are walking in their full term, that that the child, the life that is within you does not go away. Something has to happen to it. It is either pulled from your womb limb for limb or they induce labor. Right. And then take the child away. And so so I I could only imagine these, you know, women walking in thinking that poof, it's just going to go away. And just like that. Uh, no baby, as if to say it's a blob of cells, but there, there's an. I mean, it is. A, it, it, it's a. It's like calling the Milky Way a cluster of stars. 
you know, I mean, yeah, I, don't, gonna... I don't know if I've ever heard it explained any any better than right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. you don't mind lo- allowing Dowd to go ahead and step in. Here. Uh, Eddie, I know when to I know when to shut up. I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> All right, um, Dinah, thank you for coming back into the Kiva. Yeah. Uh, tell us what we uh, expect uh, from off the cuff. Uh, we expect it to be off the cuff. By the way, I don't want you to. Hey, Eddie, can I talk about this on the radio? Hey, Eddie, I'd like to know whether or not I could bring this subject up here on the radio. <laughs> well, I wanted to have this guest. Hey, D- uh, Dowd, have I ever told you what to write? Uh, still, waiting for, <laughs> still waiting for that order to be received. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dinah, have I ever told you what to say on the radio? Not ever, not once. Okay. There you go. I'm glad you guys are both here, and I think the First Amendment is alive and well right here in the Kiva, so uh, we will... Uh, Find the slot for you. We've also got uh, Casey Peterson joining us uh, as well. And of course, we've got you know the wonderful, uh, lovely, la- uh, excuse me, <clears throat> Liberty Lovers. I always get that wrong. Liberty Lovers. Uh, we've got them in studio in studio as well. Uh, they're going to return uh, this week. That's very exciting. Both Natalie and Jay Bird and and uh, Dinah. I remember your very first show. Believe it or not, <laughs> I remember you dancing around the studio. You were. Talking. Really I was so ex- incredibly happy. I remember you went. You went to the West Side. You went from the South Valley, and you and your buddies hung out over there on the the West Side, looking over the block. And you were listening to yourself on yeah. the AM radio. Yeah, and I called you immediately after. You were so excited. I was so excited. I remember I, uh, we drove up to Nine Mile Hill and right. And flipped, you called me and flipped the U turn, and as soon as the show was over, I said, oh, "You were so excited." It was excited. It was that big of a deal. My family was listening. My mom and dad were listening. Were they proud of you? Yeah, yeah. What's you, your mom's name? Uh, my mom, Gloria. 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 Mm-hmm. And your dad? His name is Pepe. 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 There you go. As in Petronilo. Yeah. Pepe is, uh, is that Jose? Pepe or Jose? No. St. Joseph? No, 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 no. It's Pedro is Jose. No. no Pedro is Peter. Excuse me. Sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of Lalo. I'm thinking of Lalo. Lalo, that, Lalo. Is my, yeah. No, his name is Petro Nilo. He was named after his father. And he's, uh, yeah, Vargas. I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. Yeah, me, cool. me too. All right, Dowd, uh, if you don't mind uh, forwarding those, uh, we're going to do the, uh, we do a quick commercial. We're going to bring it back for the Espa Blotter. And that's going to be fun. Are you ready to do this? Have you ever listened to that, Dinah? You know what I'm even talking about? What is that? It's it's, it's my little advertising card. Oh, can you put it closer to the closer, picture? Like this? Yeah. yeah what is that? What it kind of hat a, is that? It's a, it's a, it's a Panama hat. It's a Panama hat. Panama hat? Like Panama Jack? Is that the one? Yeah, Panama Jack. Okay. It's made in Panama. Oh, okay. Okay. It's made in Panama, except, except the label says made in China. Yeah, but it's yeah. not. Okay, so then not made in China. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be funny. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's not funny. We don't need more stuff made in China. <laughs> Absolutely not. Wuhan, it breaks. Are, are you vaxxed? Excuse me? <clears throat> are you vaxxed? Absolutely not. Okay, I just want to make sure. No okay. ouchie fouchie here. No? Yeah. Did he hurt you? He give you a yaya? I don't need any yayas. I don't need a mask. Do you know what a yaya is? Yes. Okay. I don't know. I feel yeah. like we're just from the same It's like Mimi's. Mimi's. Yayas. Yayas and Mimi's. <laughs> Everything's so cute. There we go. Everything. When we return, are you involved in these elections? Are you getting out? The look, Dow doesn't even know what what language we're speaking anymore. Oh, I know. I'm completely lost. Completely have you lost. Seen how completely ridiculous El Modelo is. You have to sit in their parking lot to order something. Totally. I hate it. And I'm like, what happened? I'm yelling, and then they want me to give my credit card number over the phone while I'm sitting in their parking. Pre metal. I, I hate it. Yeah, so I will I. not go over there. I don't care how much I love their soap up is. Right. 
or how much I love their stuffed sopapillas or anything, right. I will not do it. Seriously. I lost my mind. Have you been to Cervantes? Uh, I haven't been there in years. How about Monroe's? No. Oh, come on. Oh, actually, actually you about six months Kathy ago. Kathy and Miguel at, at Monroe's? About six months ago, I ate yeah. at, uh, at the new location. Oh, it's there great. There on Mountain. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, the, that's the go-to. Yeah, what do you Monroe's. think about uh, Duran's Pharmacy? You know, it's been some years since I've been there. Got to say, the, the drugs are pricey. No, right. Everything's no. pricey in there. It is. It's very liberal in there, too. Yeah. But I do like the food. Yeah, I won't. I don't need to yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, you go for the uh, Frito pie. Is that what you go for? No, no. I just I uh, I usually like the huevos rancheros with my eggs over medium. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm an over easy guy. Yeah. You know, there you go. Yeah, I like mine over medium. Yeah. I guess I'm a medium girl. Go to uh, go go to Monroe's. Actually, my favorite is Course Cafe out in the Where's South that? Valley. In the South Valley with the big horse. Who owns that? Um, darn it! I don't know why I can't think of her name right now. That's over there off of Blue Water, right? No, it's not off of Blue Rock, uh, Water. It's it's on Coors. About so the one with the that's the Western Skies. Cat. Old, yeah, it's the Western Skies. I like Western uh, yeah. Western View. Okay, Western Jimmy, View. Yeah, with Jimmy okay. the Greek. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he can cook some food. Yeah. Made to order, fresh. Yeah. Made to order. Fresh. It looks like real food. All right. And yeah. you still go to Little Anita's from time to time? No, I mean, really? hardly, hardly. Really? Look yeah, you, people. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that they are. I just, um, I'm just not a big fan. Yeah? Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, you'll, do, you'll go to Monroe's, right? I mean, but I will go there. Yeah. Like on Taco Tuesdays or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do Monroe's. I mean, I still celebrate Taco Tuesday. Yeah. I'm still celebrating it. How about Taco Tote? Have you been there? Have you seen the bar? The horchatas? No. Taco no. Tote? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Good no. stuff. That's good stuff. Up on Central, across from Highland. Okay. Actually, I've been eating um, a taco truck. Yeah? Yeah. There's way too many taco trucks in downtown. Well, All the restaurants have gone out. Well, totally, totally. There's only one taco truck I like in particular. Yeah, but, which one? Uh, Tia Maria's Tacos. Oh, okay. And I ate a lot of Sanchez because they do the carne asada. Okay, okay. Oh, man, that's so meaty. I like that the Sanchez. queso they've got yes. like they, They've like, uh, you know, they've, they've, they franchise. they got like... 20 different uh, taco trucks throughout the city. I used to go to the one. Wow. On the oh, yeah. It's like a chain. It is. It's, it's a, a chain it's of a, taco it's trucks. It's a chain of taco trucks. <laughs> you don't know if it's a setup or a fiesta. Have you been up to Aspa? Have you, you ever been up to, uh, what is it called? Uh, El Poro Sol? No, no, oh, no, no. Oh, my no. gosh. The no. ladies are downright mean. They're angry. Really? <laughs> angry women. And they literally <laughs> launched their $4.25 tacos at you. Are you serious? Oh, they're so they're so angry. Oh my goodness. You have no idea. You haven't seen this level of anger. I thought people were angry in the South Valley. Oh no. Oh no. Not like these. No, women. we're peaceful over there. Are we're you? Peaceful. Oh, yeah. Why the the mota's finally hitting you? The, the scent is hitting. Know. It's just hovering above the clouds in the Mari, sky. Marijuana, yeah. Mari, marijuana. Is that what they're doing over there? Wow, that's bad news. <laughs> Bad we, news. Yeah, we're not going to get it. A puff give. I'm not into that. But I'm not into you, it either. You, 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 uh, yes, it's all, it's all. I don't know what's wrong with our city, what our state. Why, we thought we needed to go ahead and legalize it. But. Seriously, as if we don't already have problems. You know, it's like, look what our state is is profiting from. <laughs> all the sonsos. They just abortion, get out there. That's right, it. Right. Abortion. They're allowing people to come in here and like murder our children. The whole state's gone to pot. Totally, totally. And then now we're going to murder abortion. Totally. When you listen Open to the borders. Española uh, uh, police blotter, you're going to realize that like three quarters of Española is literally smoking pot. That's you've wild. never you've never heard anything like this, have you? Have no. you have you not heard this? No. 
Uh-uh. Oh, wow. You're about to do it. Well, well, right I was a little frightened break. just kind of driving up uh, San Mateo, uh, south of, of, of Lomas. What's up over there? I mean, just people are just, I mean, I, I, I seen one guy just, just. Wandering street, into the streets. Wandering into yeah, the streets, looking down. Their yeah. bodies are moving funny. I don't know if it's fentanyl. I don't know if it's a heroin shuffle. I don't know if they're demon possessed, but uh, but all of it looks like it's Mexico related. Wow. Yeah. Oof. Hey, how many foreigners do you see that are homeless on the street? None. None. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it, it's just. I like us. where this off the cuff is going. Oh this yeah. Is, this is really off the cuff radio. I'm oh. doing. Literally off the cuff right here. Totally, just, totally. Just, it's unscripted and not for the easily offended. There we go. Found a way to work somebody. in her plug line. That's totally. uh, really good. Uh, she, should, she should do talk show hosting. And she is Saturday afternoon yes. right here in the Kiva. Diana wow. Vargas is uh, back here. We appreciate her uh, joining the Kiva once again. And happy to have her, Casey Peterson, and of course, our lovely Lovers of Liberty, the Liberty Lovers. We have, uh, of course, Natalie. I can't wait to hear Natalie again. I had to uh, put her on ice until this week. It's got a lot of moving parts and all this, but we appreciate everybody staying patient and uh, especially through all this primary. Back after a quick break, we'll be returning and starting out with the Espablader when we return on AM 600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. <laughs> Seven here in the Kiva, back here with uh, Booker T and the MGs, and about to get to the Espanola blotter. You remember that music, of course, uh, Dinah. Uh, you've listened to the I Got My Peace, Love, and Dedications. I want to send this one out to my girlfriend, Belma. Let her know I love her for life, por vida. Por vida. <laughs> shout out, shout out to all of the... <laughs> Shout out to all of the homegirls. Everyone wants to be a chola until it's time to do chola stuff. The Esbab Ladder, brought to you tonight, today, all day, all night. The sun is shining in everybody's eyes. It's all there. I saw it. Did you see it? I the saw sh- it. The sun is everywhere. I've seen it. The sun is everywhere. The police blotter is published to give readers an abridged look at criminal activity in their community and neighborhood. It's simply an illustration of what local law enforcement, funded by taxpayers, must deal with daily throughout the Espa Valley. Espanola police officers, O.K. Owinge, tribal police, and the Rio Riva County Sheriff's deputies or state police responded to the following calls as prepared by the Dow 3000. Boy, he's... He's been, he's been, uh, you ever have a hankering for anything? Do you even know what a, a hankering is there, there, uh, D Dinah? Nope. Uh, hankering. Hankering. I mean, you got a deep, a deep desire when the spirit moves you. No? Is that like a feeling? It's like a feeling. No. It's like a feeling. I feel it. I you feel, feel me? I feel you, dog. Right here. Corazon. <laughs> 9.33 p.m. A Santa Clara apartment scholar reported several people who don't live there are smoking fentanyl and other drugs. She wants police to do a walkthrough and disperse them. You better be careful. They're going to call of, that racist. That's kind of early, no? It's kind of early for that. 9.33, doing the fentanyl. The heroin shuffle. 3.02 p.m. Santa Clara apartment scholar reported a woman set off the fire alarm because she was smoking blues. What's the blues? Fentanyl. Oh, wow. And it's Mexico related. 7.15 p.m. A Santa Clara apartment scholar said she went to the hospital 
and security was given the keys. Eee, what? Don't give her the keys. She's dangerous with the keys, you know. She was given the keys to her apartment so they could care for her dog. Morale. She said the security guard admitted to borrowing $100 from her in her wallet and watching all her DVDs. Which DVDs were they? I don't know. What do you think she was watching? What about the the streaming subscriptions? Like They don't stream up there. They don't have the bandwidth. No. What is bandwidth? Como que bandwidth? What's up with bandwidth? I don't even is know. That, are they playing tonight down at the uh, Amigusto? Twelve fifty four a.m. A Santa Clara apartment scholar reported a man and a woman are trying to open the doors to all the apartments. He said he's going to shoot them in the legs. He that's terrible. It's better in the legs and in the face, is what that's I say. Right. Seven fifty p.m. Everything happens in Santa Clara. A Santa Clara apartment scholar said a woman is yelling and fighting with everyone. Everyone's yelling up and what is it with people yelling? They're constantly yelling. It's madness. Yelling. It's madness. Stop yelling over there. Stop yelling at me. Why has everyone got to yell? Who's yelling? Why are you yelling? Who's yelling? 10.49 p.m. A Santa Clara apartments caller reported hearing about seven shots fired in the area. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. That's seven. That's Siete. Seven. Siete. 1.59 p.m. A pinch penny. Hey, that's terrible. Don't mm-hmm. say that. You know, I almost went the other way. You know where that's at, right? The pinchy penny? Right in the middle? Main drag, bro. No, right I just there. know where the Orale Insurance is. Nah, Orale Insurance, that's there. You got the Sonics, both sides, bookending. Boom. boom, boom. From one end to the other end. Right, straight from Santa Fe, straight to Valarde, bro. Andale. A pinchy penny caller reported the midget just stole some copper from the store. There's only one in all of Espa, apparently. Behind the laundromat. He said he's on foot with a bag full of copper headed towards Walmart. <laughs> headed towards uh, Broadway and Albuquerque so he could uh, pawn it or is it scrap it? I don't know. Do they scrap it still? I thought I think they banned that. It. Didn't they ban that? Well, it depends which scrapping location you go to. Yeah, the illegals. They're, they're still staying. They're, business is good. Business as usual. 5.58 p.m. A Juan Mendina road caller reported a naked man on the road. Look at him with all his junk out there. Not, not the junkyard. 1224 p.m. A shoe department caller reported a shoeless man is lying nearby and has shallow breathing. <laughs> what is that about? How can he a shoeless there? man next to the shoe store. How come he just didn't rob the place and get some shoes is what I want to know. That's New Mexico true right there. That's New Mexico yeah, true. Everything that's uh, irony, you know. <clears throat> yeah, irony. What, what's irony anyway? I don't I'm not ironing. Why? It's got all the right creases in the right place. Everyone wants to be a chola till it's I time gotta, to do chola stuff. I gotta be at the restaurant tonight at 5.15. Serve margaritas. 10.07 a.m. A Dixon caller said a car hit a telephone pole and the people in the car ran into the hills. Where are the hills? <laughs> he ran to the hills like Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, see. Him over there sacrificing puppies on the stage. What's up? Also, that's crazy. Yee, look at 10.07 a.m. A Dixon caller said a car hit a telephone pole and the people ran into the hills. That's a double. There we go. Everyone's running into the hills because that's why the hills have eyes. That's the movie they were watching. They, they were watching they, the movie. Still, they got in there and they were watching the hills have eyes too. <laughs> it's twice as uh, bad. Is, is that two it's or It's like también? deja vu, like Eddie just read it twice. Oh, see. 
11.14 p.m. Ascendia Drive caller said he needs witness protection because he's giving $500 cash to have a woman released from a vehicle. Wow. <laughs> he wants to speak with an officer because he thinks he might be involved in a hostage situation. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> 2.29. Caller phone 911 and said no one will help him. Then he hung up. <laughs> Is it? That's better than what you get in Albuquerque. Well, I mean, at least they you hung call up nine on one, him. You, le- you call 911 right now. It's a 20-minute wait. It's a 20-minute wait. It's worse wait. than waiting over there at, uh, what, I don't know. What it's is it? El Pinto. El Pinto. Right, right. 542. All the huedos over there with the silver hair ponytails, you know, they yeah. like to get their, they love their $12 margaritas. No? Yeah. 542, an Iscaer Castellino caller reported a man is beating up a woman. The dispatcher could hear a man screaming in the background saying, I'll choke you out. <laughs> oh, Modis, I'll choke you out. You know what? That's real love. I bet you they're together tonight. They're having a, a romantic dinner up at Gabriel's it's celebrating celebrating their 12th, their 12th year of relationship with that wedding. Violence is a stronghold. It's a generational curse. <laughs> they're trauma bonded, right? Isn't that what it is? Actually, yeah. Trauma bond. I think that's the real thing. That's it. Everything's trauma. Trauma and drama. Trauma and drama. <laughs> drama <laughs> drama there's too much truth in this segment already I, I, I feel like we're just like we're, we're giving away the farm my today. heart hurts with all of these, these these wild stories that those are wild stories I mean, these I mean, are deep these are deep cuts I mean these are real right yeah this like, is this real is some, this oh yeah is this like, is published it's published oh yeah this is you know yeah just, they're protecting the names they don't want the families to be exposed protecting the names of the innocent That's right. esque esque <laughs> A private drive 1016 at Calde Caller said a woman is under the influence of something. Of some sort of something. And she's yelling at her family saying they're lucky she doesn't have bullets in her gun. Oh, why does she have a gun? Oh, it's because it's New Mexico. We don't like the Second Amendment here. They're coming for the guns. Don't take your guns to town. That's really good. It's a terrible country accent. Mm-hmm. I stick, know. Stick with me. I'm from the South Valley. I don't What's know. What's up? Just, you know. 10.08 p.m. An all subs caller. Look at, have you seen my all subs sticker on my window? Where? Let me see. It says all sick. Oh, all sick. I it's love it. It's all sick. It's right? all sick. The slush puppies. You know what? I like I, the blueberry slushies. I like all subs burritos. I'm not even going to lie. The Jimmy. They're all bad. They're all bad. They're all bad. An all subs caller reported there are a lot of people parked there and it's sketchy. Hey, man, my <laughs> other car is stolen. <laughs> That's, those are my bumper stickers. <laughs> my other car was, was stolen. It was an Escalade. Escalade. Dundare. 228. People don't even know I'm on the radio anymore. I think I've totally taken on a different identity. A yunge in Oke Awinge. Is this real, Dowd? What is this? A yunge. Reported there's a drunk man outside her house saying he needs help. Help. And asking her to call 911. He says he got stabbed, but he's not bleeding or anything. (laughs) But he's not bleeding or anything. I think he was hallucinating. How, how do you get stabbed and not bleed? Like, where, what happens there? Well, it could What be, kind of report is... Is that a false police report? No, it could be... I mean, he could have been stabbed, but not, like, physically. You know, like, oh, that cut me. Oh, you really you know cut what I mean? me deep. Yeah. She like, broke up with me. She yeah, cut me. Like, okay. they stabbed me in the back. Maybe those 911 callers aren't geared for metaphors. I don't know. Maybe they, uh, maybe they thought it was theater hour at maybe. the 911. 1.57 p.m., a private drive... 1708, an Abbey Q caller said someone is threatening to kill a woman he met outside of Walmarts. He said someone is texting him saying they want $200 or they're going to kill her. Wow, that's kind of cheap. You could do better than that. Keep it together, Dinah. 
I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just in shock. I'm just like, I don't, I mean, I'm real, usually not wor- real uh, lost for, for words. And I, I'm just like, what? Yeah, no, it's, this is real, real life on the streets, the hard hitting streets yeah. of Espa. A private drive, 1060 caller, Natalde said her neighborhood locked herself in the caller's outhouse and doesn't want to get off her property. Wow, that's a hell of a place to lock yourself. Have you been in an outhouse? God, no. Oh, my gosh. You don't do that. You no. Don't do that. That's, mm-hmm. that's sad. I mean, I'll use a tree before I use an outhouse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I have to. This is just true. This is straight truth radio here straight this up. afternoon. Yep. Yeah. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. It's unscripted and it's off the cuff, meaning un- unscripted or off the handcuff because it's Albuquerque and it can oh, go either way. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. I see what you did. Yeah. 8.15 yeah, yeah. a.m. A food king. Manager reported a man is jumping up and down and taking his clothes off. Wow, that's exciting. Was it the same guy without the shoes or is this a different individual? Uh, def- different one, but that's why they call Espa Action City. Action City. 10.02 a.m. Allure, San Pedro road caller said a man is in his yard threatening to kill him with a rock. He said the man left, but it he goes into his backyard. He's going to shoot him. Why is everyone going to shoot everybody, but they got no bullets loaded in their gun? It's like the Milagro Beanfield War. <laughs> the way he walks in there and tries hey, to buy some a- bullets with some food stamps. He goes, hey, man, you can't be buying those bullets for food stamps. He said, why not? It spends the same. And he takes a bullet and leaves. That is true, though. Yes. I see the logic there. Right. That's just right up the road there. Truchas. Truchas. The women there, they're pretty. They're small. They're little. They're mean. 7.36 p.m. A caller wanted to speak to the higher-ups. I see the higher-ups. <laughs> oh, oh, that's deep right there. Hey, I'm going to talk to the higher-ups. I'm calling when I leave here. I'm going to call your boss. I'm going to call your... I'm going to call the higher-ups. I'm going to call the higher-ups. About officers harassing the people in the house on Calle Duran. Whatever that is. I suppose the Durans still live there. They've been there for 80 years. Oh, yeah. They never want to leave. Shout out to the Durans. Orale. Que viva. 2.43 p.m. A Dixon caller said her son has a crowbar and broke the windows on her vehicle because they got into an argument about letting the cows out. The cows. Wow. The cows come out at night. How do you get into an argument about, you know, when the, I mean, we talk about when the cows come home. These cows are never coming home. <laughs> the chickens never come home to roost and the cows never come home in Espa. Hey, man, why buy the milk when you got the cow at home? Wow. That's deep. 158 p.m. A caller said, a man is going crazy. He's yelling at the sky and he's jumping up. At- Why is everyone jumping up and down and yelling? The man is crazy. He's yelling at the sky. And this is all of Albuquerque. Seriously, I've seen people j- just screaming to to no one. But it looks like they're talking to someone uh, as if they're demon possessed. Uh, uh, th- uh, this is a common occurrence, probably in all 33 counties. And and again, I want to say it's Mexico hey, look related. Look at you getting all political. And I'm not stuff. getting political. Orale, I'm trying to do the Espa blotter here. Okay, eleven fifty nine a.m. A Western Winds motel caller said a couple just got into a building somehow and they decided to stay there. We'll see. What does that mean? Stay there. They like squatters. Are they paying rent? Oh, it's doesn't anybody pay rent anymore? We're gonna stay here. We got in. Hey, we got in. We're going to stay here. We're going to need a court order to remove us now because we're going to invoke our squatting rights. We're here. We're here. Yeah, we're here. 6.56 p.m. A Valdez Park caller said a man got into the trash can and is now throwing the trash out in the front. Oh. 8.59 a.m. 
A County Road 22 in Española caller said someone is throwing trash, foil, and needles out of the car. Oh, sí. That's a lot. What kind of needles? At least the car's clean. There's always clean cars up in Espa. Have you noticed? Everyone got the shiny oh, car in Espanola. Oh. I've always appreciated that about Espanola. It looks oh, yeah. good, It looks bro. cherry. 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 9.02 a.m. A North Riverside Drive caller reported a man is trying to take her car. He said the bank sent him. Well, see. But her car's all paid off. The dispatch center then received a call from a man with a car recovery business that said the woman locked her gate. And wasn't letting him leave. He also said she tried to hit him with her. What is going on? He tried to hit him with her cane. Wow. Again, no bullets. We got plenty of culture here. We got culture all around. Man, we got an amazing story to tell if we could just <laughs> tell it. <laughs> Someone would listen to me. If somebody would just listen. 3.20 p.m. A Valdez Park caller said a woman is urinating and doing other stuff in the baseball fields. What kind of stuff? I don't know. Stuff. She's doing things. Stuff. You know. Stuff. 5.10 p.m. A Santa Clara and Casino caller reported he was in the parking lot calling the FBI because the cartel believes he's an informant. And he was trying to make the call. The two Native Americans attacked him. They always blame it on the natives. Have oh, you yeah. Right away, right away. Right away. Right away. What is it with them? 12.05 p.m. A Valley Drive caller said mom's drunk and was hitting the vehicles with a metal pole. She's 12.05 p.m. How are you that dusted? Again. Again, Mom. Again. I got to take you back and clean you up just so you can go ahead and go get the the, the food stamps at the beginning of the month. It's a generational curse. You can't curse. be drunk when you pick that stuff up. What, uh, the food stamps or the alcohol? Both. Oh, really? I think they will sell you the alcohol even oh, yeah, if you are totally. drunk. Really? Totally. You don't even have to show them a proper ID. You just got to show them an ID. You don't need to show Any an ID, ID to vote. Exactly. Look at me getting all political and Seriously. stuff. Who needs an ID? Who needs an ID? Does I anybody need, who are you? Dude, I don't even know who you are with a mask on, no ID. Totally. Are and a gun here? in your hand. And they're like, well, well, let's just uh, let's just see what happens. So you go to the <laughs> bank, you need an ID. You buy a little bit of alcohol and they want to see an ID. You uh, you got to show your ID. Well, to get a driver's license these days and all this no. stuff. But to vote, you know, no. it's cool because they call it voter disenfranchisement or something like this. Disenfranchisement. It's something like uh, this. Like a McDonald's. Right, right, right. Like a franchise. Or Making some money. They print money and cheeseburgers. I 47 a.m. And McDonald's caller reported a man is harassing everyone. And he keeps trying to walk up to the drive through window. Have you ever tried to do that? Be honest. No. I hey, come never. on. I would be too embarrassed. Have you not tried that? I have too, too much pride. You got to walk all the way around no. the irons no. where the tires would go. Oh, no. You got to walk around. I'm here. I'm here. I want an ice cream. Who doesn't want an ice well, cream? Well, I pulled up on a bike before. Does that count as walking? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, did I it. I never have. Never. Uh, never. I was driving New Mexico. Someone should make a list of 100 things you know that you were New Mexican if you've done the following. Thing. Okay. Drive your car without insurance. No. Drive your car unregistered. Never. Um, let me see. Be a New Mexican. Don't use your blinkers. Oh, yeah. All the time. It's like we're in Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. Totally. 8.59 p.m. at County Road 41A in Alcalde reported someone is pointing a laser at passing vehicles. What kind he, of laser? He's all advanced. Look at him. 
The Bill Gates of Española. All technology he out. He's all yeah. techie. Look at him over yeah. there with the green lights aiming at my people. I see. 3.55 p.m. A Dixon caller reported a woman is harassing him and throwing rocks. And then, then you go low tech, right? He throws stones. And you go pound sign. Said a hashtag. <laughs> and meanwhile, everyone's still playing tic-tac-toe. Pound sand. Hashtag sand. Yes. 6.41 p.m. A shoe department. Called, what? This shoe department's busy. I want the legendary shoe department right next to the pinchy penny. A shoe department caller requested a welfare check on a man passed out with his pants on. Nobody has shoes or pants next to the shoe department in Española. And everyone has rocks. Apparently. And guns and no bullets. And they're yelling. And they're all yelling. 12.15 p.m. A CVS caller reported two people were walking by and a man was throwing rocks at a woman and holding a machete. Ooh, that's advanced. You have the upper hand with the machete. Machete. He said one of the rocks hit his vehicles. You know, Danny Trejo is like 80 years old. Really? Yeah. He looks 80 at least. You watched that one Breaking Bad episode where he got his head cut off? You're talking about the fail one, and then they put it on the uh, uh, on the they, big tortuga. They blew him up. I don't know. I All the white really... boys stayed alive, except for Gomi and Trejo. Gomi. They took him out. Hey. And big boy. Big boy. And big boy, they took him out at the car yard. Gomi. Gomi. Joker. Joker. Come here, Joker. West Side Joker. You know that he was a former gangbanger, right? Where, who? He used Gomi? to write his name all over the bridges. Gomi? Yeah. County Commissioner Gomi. Yeah. I don't know. You didn't know that? Joker. Joker. Yeah. He's a joker. Yeah, he, he kind of is. All right, last uh, last few here. Uh, <clears throat> no more. Any more shoe department uh, uh, APBs? 12.15 p.m., a CVS caller reported two people were walking by, and a man was throwing rocks at a woman and holding... Oh, we did that. We, did, we went uh, double deuce on that one as well. 4.01 p.m., a North McCurdy Road caller said his family is being burglarized. Wow. And abused. He said an elderly woman is being hogtied. <laughs> I thought they only hot, hogtied hogs. And someone is stealing all her money. They're doing the same thing to her son and father. A lot of hogtying up there in Espa. 4.24 a.m. Ooh, it's early. Is anybody up that early or is that that late? What is that? Which side of the sun is that? 4.24 a.m. up in Espa. So that's everybody just getting home. Really? From where? Everything's closed at 8 p.m. Even the Taco Bell isn't open up after 8 p.m. And so Espanola. are you telling me that the economy in Española closes at 8? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. A, a Calle Milagro caller reported a man headbutted her. Ooh. She then said the man is barricaded in the house with a weapon. An ambulance was called because the man had been stabbed with a fork. Probably not bleeding. 8.05 a.m. A Freddy's manager said his man is uh, walking around the parking lot and falling all over and practicing Taekwondo. That's very specific. How does he know it's Taekwondo? <laughs> Stop it. How do we know it's not jujitsu? Stop it. <laughs> He's over there practicing Taekwondo. <laughs> I wish we had recordings of this. Totally. 7.42 p.m. Do they even teach? Is there a Taekwondo dojo in Espa? I'd like to know that. Uh, Dow 3000 will have that answer within a minute. I have no idea. Local Taekwondo instructor. Then we can know who's responsible for the... Uh, for the teaching. All the violence. For all the violence. Stop it. 7.42 p.m. A Los Alamos highway caller reported a drunk man went onto her property. And when she asked him to leave, he said he punched her in the face and began yelling obscenities. 
That's a big word. That's a that's a million dollar uh, mil, uh, Espanola word right there. What kind of bad words? I wonder. I don't know. Obscenities. Oh. Certainly, pro- probably none of them have, uh, you know, uh, words that big. And finally, at 3.29 a.m., County Road 443 caller said, there's a truck in the river. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you could uh, get much better than that, uh, but there you go. A tr- then a truck in the river. Dowd, great, great job there on uh, preparing... Uh, the uh, Espa blotter here for this this week. Uh, it's been, I feel like, a few weeks since we've done it. Uh, I miss Dow. I want to see him again. Where's he at? Uh, he is in a bunker in the uh, north part of town, and we're just keeping his location uh, buried for right now. Let's uh, let's bring Dow in. There he is. We got to turn him up. So we we missed him. I, I didn't realize uh, I, I would, off the entire time. I would yes. I would just like to say, as the whitest man in New Mexico, uh, the sole contribution I make to the Española police blotter uh, is to uh, pick the items. I then send them on to Mr. Aragon. So uh, send all your complaints, ladies and gentlemen, to Eddie Aragon, uh, the Rock of Talk, Renard Avenue, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> those were those were some of the best ones. I think we they were good. Done. And I think uh, I think I think Dinah elevated it a little bit. What do you think, Dow? Uh, I would say she took uh, an A an A segment for us to an A plus segment. Wow. <laughs> I, think, I think the Espanola blotter will bring in uh, Dinah Vargas from Shout now out on. to Luna County. Luna's down south. I know where Luna County. Yeah. Highest unemployment in the state, Luna County. What's the, what's the shout out to Luna County? I was just trying to distract everybody from Española because I'm just like, what happened over there? What do you mean? What happened over there? You see, they elected a 26 year old kid. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. Past puberty, no. For starters, for starters, yeah. Luna's way south, bro. No, I know where Luna is. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luna County. Yeah. I got a lot of friends in Luna County. That's where they grow all the grapes. The grapes. Yeah. Yeah. Deming. Deming, New Mexico. Uh, hey, uh, yeah. so so you know how we have those border uh, checkpoints? Yes. So if anybody, and, and I mean, all you got to do is look at a map for this. So I'm not saying anything that, that, that's, that nobody else knows. But if you wanted to bypass that, all you have to do is go through Hatch. Oh, know? yeah? Yeah. Ooh, look at that. I know. Are you running the drugs or what? No. No, 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 no. What's going on? You working for the other side there? No, no. What's next? No, huh? I'm interested in discussing drugs because I I think that fentanyl has has invaded our our state and everybody has the blues because they're smoking blues. That's bad. It's bad. Dinah, thank you for uh, bringing your voice back in here thank into you. the Kiva. We appreciate uh, having you. And then, uh, oh, look out. Doubt is very happy about the fact that you are here. Yes. So am I, so am <laughs> How many I. breakups have we had? Um, I think uh, I think you fired me once. I never fired you. Well, you said get the hell out of my office, and I don't know what that meant. But I, I said, <laughs> <laughs> and he said get the hell out of my office and don't come back until you win. Because I had decided to run for office. Because you know I thought. Oh that, yeah, 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 no, yeah, I remember yeah, now. That yeah, jogged my memory. Yeah. Don't do not come back to my office until you win. No. Yeah, yeah. So uh, generally it, speaking, uh, I. Yeah, I only really like people when they take my advice because generally my advice is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'd probably say that. Yeah. That's the only good thing about me, by the way. Everything else is bad. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I'm good at seeing the, right. the forest from the trees. But you know. Hey, I just want to say something really yes. quick, if yeah. I can. I just wanted okay. to thank you for um, 
for offering me a spot on on ah, Saturdays. It's yours. And we I'm were keeping the seat warm for you there. Oh yeah, and I'm happy to be here. And I'm looking to have a creative breakthrough. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. And and it's a solo journey for me from here on out. It's a Dinah show. There we go. Now we're talking. That's Thank it. you for it's doing that. Show. Just the Dinah show. That's right. It's a Dinah show. Cuff, Don't get it twisted. All right. And, Thanks and, everybody. Go ahead. And before I leave, can you play the Roadrunner song? I, no? I don't have it all queued up. Look oh, okay, next time. Next God, time. You gotta talk to your producer ahead of time. My producer, yes, sir. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday. There it is. Uh, back after a quick break here in the Kiva, we've got a candidate, Joshua James, for sheriff. He's going to jump into the Kiva this afternoon. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Eddie. in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour on a Friday afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. We have a candidate for sheriff. I think it's our first candidate for sheriff popping in. And uh, we do need, right, we do need uh, safer streets, 65 murders. And let's not forget, there's everyone who is responsible from A to Z, and, of course, the sheriff's office uh, encompasses all of Albuquerque. Rate of murder rate high. We are live at 612 uh, here in the Kiva here for a Friday afternoon. A lot of uh, good little texts uh, coming in. And uh, we appreciate everybody who's decided to go ahead and participate in uh, Friday afternoon's extravaganza of uh, radio here. I guess uh, the Espo uh, blotter was very popular. People like that. I haven't received that many texts in Quite a while there, uh, D. Dowd Muska. I appreciate you. I just want to give the people what they love. <laughs> oh, well, I, I didn't realize they loved it so much. <laughs> I get a lot of feedback, too. Really? Yeah, people love it. They love it. That's all, that's all you, dog. Oh, is. just for the, uh, for, for the record, folks, uh, the following, uh, the previous segment in which uh, Edward Aragon and Dinah Vargas uh, read uh, the police splatter from Española uh, officially, according to the Republican Party of New Mexico, uh, that was racist. So, racist. Yeah. Racist. Eddie Aragon and Dinah Vargas. Racist. Yep. Pure racist. <laughs> Can Hispanics be racist against their own people? Is that, mm. is that a real thing? Can blacks be racist against their own people? What's an Uncle Tom in the Hispanic community? Was that, was that uh, you know, we, did we leave the plantation? Is that what uh, what happened with me and me and Dinah? Dinah's great. Glad to have her here back in the Kiva. That's exciting. We got to get rid of this CRT. We got to get rid of all the rest of this crap. It's just stupid. Espanola blotter rocks, Eddie. Made my Friday. LOL. Thanks, Eddie. Enjoyed. Uh, as a recording of the last 30 minutes, I haven't laughed that hard for a very, very long time. Stop. Dave, subscribe directly at rockoftalk.chat. I just heard him say, Liberty lovers are going to be back tomorrow. Yes, they are. Loving the show with Dinah Vargas. Vargas, Eddie. Can't wait to listen to her show tomorrow. What time? Uh, not tomorrow. It'll be next week. Uh, she's so funny and interesting, Eddie. Great idea. You should record you and Dinah together. What a dynamite air for the Esco blotter. Maybe we just do that going forward. What do you think? Love it. Love it. There we go. The reason why New Mexico drivers don't use their turn signals is because they have no bleaker fluid. What's up? <laughs> Ran out. Is that funny, Josh James? Is that is that funny? if you laugh as a white guy? Is that are you immediately racist? That, uh, that's I'm a, totally racist. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Sorry, right. uh, the people the people who said it's racist are a bunch of wusses. <laughs> the lady's a poet. She don't even know it. Let's see. Here we go. I'm at your door in the hallway. Oh, that's you, Josh. Look at you. Hey, there you are. I see you. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> so glad Dinah is there. Ready? Is this the Cholo Hour? <laughs> Every hour is the Cholo Hour. What are you What are you talking about? Cholo crime. <laughs> I can't say that. 
Irony, iron. You guys like that. Uh, Dowd's Friday Funnies. They like that. You will <laughs> succeed. I never knew your baby story. God is guiding you to goodness. That's for Dinah. That was a very touching story, Dowd. Very. That was something. Drama, drama, and las pijamas. <laughs> I want, that's a bumper sticker right there. Trauma, drama, and las pijamas. I like that. That's it. Right, Josh, I won't run over your entire hour. Relax. Uh, loving you guys today. Dana y Cholo, Eddie Hour. Uh, they went Cholo twice. No one's ever said Cholo. Eddie, Dana is killing you. We're laughing our butts off. How do you laugh your butt off? There's a lot of big butts there in Albuquerque, right? Generally speaking, in general, I'm just talking about not you, not your butt. Your butt's fine. But in general, butts are pretty big in Albuquerque. Too much uh, carne arabada and uh, sopapillas. Eddie, I want you to be reconciled with Dinah. Can you facilitate? Yes, I can. I'll be happy to put that together over coffee. Uh, discuss with Republican leadership is what I hear. The naked man was Doug. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, oh, my God, I'm dying. You guys are hilarious. Eee! Uh, let's see. I forgot to play the boat. Bo Diddley, I guess, makes the Roadrunner song. Let's see. Um, and finally, some. Oh, so I guess Dinah. Uh, anyway, Dinah will be a huge hit. Love her energy and yours as well. You're building a good team, coach. Hey, there it is. All right. Josh James uh, here in the Kiva. Josh, you're the only uh, county sheriff uh, candidate that we've had here. I just want you to know that. So I guess, sort of, uh, in sort of uh, a indirect but very direct way uh you're our guy we're cheering you on we hope that you win and uh we're going to be talking a little bit about your platform what you're doing crime's bad i don't need to tell you that you're a constitutionalist you have maybe the most interesting political photograph i think i've ever seen for a website <laughs> care to comment you're in a uh <laughs> it literally uh, i'm gonna say it this way josh won't like it but i'm gonna say it josh you're in a wife beater <laughs> <laughs> Running for Bernalillo County Sheriff, uh, Joshua James Lawrence. And uh, tell us a bit about your background, why you decided to run. And, you know, we've known each other for some time. I appreciate your work. You're a constitutionalist. Uh, you have uh, been doing the good work for the yeoman's work, as we call it, for the people in New Mexico. Oftenly, oftentimes doing things that people don't recognize. And I know that you've been stirring the pot just a little bit, Josh. So uh, tell us a little bit about your candidacy, your background, and why you're running. Right on. Thank you, Eddie. I feel very special to be here with you. Well, today. you are special. You're deciding to put your name in the hat and run for something, and that's important. Absolutely. Um, well, I spent a lot of time on uh, the left side of the aisle uh, in my younger days uh, until I just gave up on politics altogether. I felt uh, very disenfranchised. I felt like our votes never counted, and now yeah. we're learning that that absolutely is the case. Yeah, that's uh, something that you believe in and you have seen evidence. You've seen 2,000 mules. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I have yet to watch it. Dowd, uh, have you uh, seen it yet? No, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm willing as well. Um, but tell us why uh, New Mexico is sort of this bastion for voter fraud. Well, New Mexico is ranked third in voter fraud in the country. Um, as we know, our state is an agency state, if you didn't know. Um, okay, so... One of the things about Josh that you need to know is he speaks in terms and nomenclature in which most people don't understand. So I want you to slow down. I know we had a lot of fun in the second hour, but Josh uh, is a very intelligent, very uh, studied individual. He knows what he's talking about. Oftentimes he will stand up in the middle of uh, random crowds when there are uh, various candidates who are up there who don't know what the hell they're talking about and correct them. And uh, let's talk about what an agency state is, because I don't even think that Dowd or I know what you're talking about. 
Um, basically, everything that, uh, that the globalists want to practice on uh, Americans, they start right here in New Mexico. Why? Because uh, we are one of the largest states with one of the smallest populations. Uh, we have the bases and the labs, most protected places on the planet. Uh, but CIA, FBI, NSA, you name it, they all come here. They even, some of our candidates that are currently in office are FBI or CIA and some, some different uh, agencies. And uh, they don't want us to prosper, you know. Uh, all through the years, uh, being, I've been here since uh, 2002 as far as Where'd you come here. from? I grew up in uh, Mesquite, Texas, a suburb of Dallas. Why did you come here? Well, my mom's side of the family's from here. Okay. So I had uh, a lot of good reasons to come. And so, yeah, you know, that's wonderful. I love that. That's a compliment to your mom. What's your mom's Robin. Robin. Okay. Is she still with us? She is. She's, uh, she, she lives in Dallas, though. So. Okay. Is she listening? Uh, probably not. Uh, okay. Well, we won't go with, uh, down that. Well, we got to get Robin listening. Uh, I know that we want to make Albuquerque more like Dallas, but you just dropped a lot of bombs. There's a reason, a lot of reasons for you to lose, and a lot of people invested in having you lose based upon just the information that you dropped there. Like, literally. You, that's There's A-bombs, and then there's that. You just dropped in three-letter, four-letter agencies all over the place. This is the fertile ground. We have more FBI agents per capita than any other place. Speak to that. You want to be law enforcement? You've got to be crazy. Are you looking to die, son? I mean, this is this is crazy stuff. You, I don't know that ever at any point on our air that there's been somebody who's been going for this particular position. you got to work with the FBI. you got to work with these agencies. And you're literally their counterculture. So let's talk a little bit about uh, sort of uh, peel the onion, if you will. Well, the sheriff doesn't have to work with those agencies. I mean, that's uh, we've all been brought up to to see the world as we see it, our perspective. But the sheriff is the ultimate authority in the county, and any agency, any badge, the governor, anybody wants to come into Bernalillo County, they have to ask permission of the sheriff, and the sheriff can tell them no. Uh, and we don't see that a lot. You know, the fact that uh, the DOJ came in here to investigate APD now for over five years, uh, the sheriff should have taken over APD a long time ago. Should have never allowed the DOJ to come in here and embarrass us like that. Why didn't uh, Manny take it over? I believe that Manny is just one of them. I mean, we saw it during uh, your Merrill campaign. You know, uh, old Timmy boy and... Uh, Manny kind of had their little script. They totally ignored you. They just wanted everybody to hear yeah. them. The, nu like, the, nutty like buddy, the nutty buddies, right? Oh, yeah. Just like Ron Ketty and Dow. Right? They're just playing their little script, expecting everybody that uh, only listens to the news to believe them, that they're the best candidates. So talk to me a little bit about how you would revamp things here in the Bernalillo County uh, if you were sheriff. What changes would you make? Number one, day one, hour one, uh, Bernalillo County will become a constitutional du jour county. What does that even mean? That wow. means that we will fully operate. We will defend, protect, obey, and enforce the Constitution. Right now, our badges all operate under the color of law, which means... What does that mean? That means that they are using administrative codes on the people, okay. uh, statutes and codes. Now, administrative codes on the people. Okay. Sorry, uh, I'm kind of dumb here. What are administrative codes and how are they going to be used? Well, or how are they used currently, I should say? We created statutes and codes to govern law enforcement and elected officials, not we the people. 
a lot of people don't realize the great experiment of America is that the people are kings and queens. We're royalty. We're not peasants, chattel, and slaves. That's why we left England. That's why our forefathers committed treason against the crown to, to form our documents um, under God to uh, make us all kings and queens. And that has slowly slipped away for over 35 years. Sheriff's departments have been infiltrated uh, and they've been stripping the, the powers away from the sheriff. And so most cops, sheriff, badges all together, they only know what they've been taught. They're indoctrinated to that system. Um, but we need to bring due process back. We need to bring our Article Three courts back. Uh, we need to give people back their God-given rights. Uh, all laws that are repugnant to the Constitution uh, need to not be uh, enforced in our county. So that's exactly what will happen after I come into office. Josh, does uh, our current sheriff know anything about what you're talking about? It, it wouldn't appear that way, and I've tried to talk to him for many years. And, and has ever, he returned your call, received your you know meetings, anything? Nada, zero, zilch. Okay, so we've seen his picture with Barack Obama. We've seen uh, basically uh, you know his picture with uh, Tim Keller. Are we in a controlled opposition state? By that, I mean, it doesn't matter what we do. We're going to have the same outcomes. Do elections matter? I mean, we, we have literally crawled about in a very, very quick, short uh, amount of time here in the first 15 minutes of, of hour three here on a Friday afternoon. But I have to ask you, it, it just feels like we're going against uh, uphill and in quicksand 24-7. Uh, I agree. Uh, we don't operate constitutionally in our county. And... Um we are stepped on every day. Our rights are just being stripped away. <clears throat> he is Joshua James. You can vote for him for Bernalillo County Sheriff. Putting the power of the people back in the hands of the people. Let's uh, hit on all of these elements. How did you do in the debate the other day? How did you feel? Well, we haven't really had a debate. Just forums. I thought you had the, uh, yeah, the uh, business... Right. Something or other, I don't know what, what they're doing over there. So but. basically all the sheriffs uh, sat outside while one at a time they were in front of the people basically having a job interview. Oh, that's pretty lame. I would love to debate these guys because uh, <laughs> I'm the only Let's Republican. Let's make sure the candidates don't meet each other. I'm the only Republican candidate that shows up at the Democratic events at their forums, at their crowds. Yeah. And uh, all these guys realized at the end of it that uh, I kind of win the crowd. And they yeah. don't they don't like to be in the same room as me talking to everybody. Yeah. I like being in the same room as you, but I'm in the other room. But uh, generally speaking, I think you're a pretty nice guy. And you've uh, always educated me. I always feel like I learn something every time I, I meet with you. And it's been a little time. I want to thank you for the uh, day that you were up in Santa Fe County with myself and Dinah. Uh, we submitted petitions uh, to the sheriff of Santa Fe County. And... Uh, I believe it was then that you said that this isn't going to go anywhere. And indeed, it hasn't gone anywhere, but we did it anyway. We uh, filed these necessary 2% or 200 petitions needed in order to get a citizen's grand jury in Santa Fe County. And nothing has become of that. And uh, it was never even I verified this, never even filed to go ahead and seize our ranch, which we could have done with a citizen uh, grand jury. If rolled or not rolled towards uh, what's his name, Hector Balderas would have uh, basically, um, you know, uh, convened that and made all that happen. But apparently, according to Adan, I don't know, I don't know the guy's last name. I think it's Mendoza, who is the sheriff of Santa Fe County. Right. That stuff was never filed, and I had his word that it would be filed. Yeah, I've, I've talked to Mendoza quite a few times, and he has no interest, zero interest, in standing with we the people. 
Um, That's disappointing. Um, absolutely. We have sex trafficking uh, here in the state of New Mexico, and specifically up north in Santa Fe County. They love their sex trafficking up there. Oh, yeah, it's all through the state, uh, through the reservations, through every county in this state. They uh, they operate for sure. You know, we saw, we didn't hear much on the news, but I think it was two years ago now that in Las Vegas, New Mexico, the FBI actually came in and arrested the police chief, uh, the mayor, yep. and many others uh, because uh, they were notifying the traffickers that the FBI was rolling through every time, and they finally figured that out. And that same thing is happening in damn near every county. I won't say every county, but uh, almost every single one, especially right here in Bernalillo County. I believe Bernalillo County is the darkest, dirtiest uh, county in the state. I believe more of the power uh, works out of here. They might live in Santa Fe, but they, they definitely work here. This is where everything's happening. We fix Bernalillo County. I believe we can fix the state. Wow. I actually agree with you on that. Let's go to your platform, shall we? And do a little bit of marketing. Joshua James for Bernalillo County Sheriff's. How do you appear on the ballot? And Joshua James Ryan Lawrence. Low, uh, very, very low turnout. Oh, yeah, so far? Yeah, what do you think? Uh, one third of what it was back in 2018. Uh, people apathetic, they don't care, they've given up. What, what's going on? I pray to God that uh, the majority show up on Election Day. I believe majority of the Patriots will. I, I mean, I definitely heard people say they're not going to vote in again, again, especially hearing, uh, you know, many of our candidates not talking about the election audit, although... Uh, Ethel Maharg has been on it the whole time. Karen Bedoni has been on it the whole time. Uh, just last night, uh, Jay finally said something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I mean, none of the others are, are discussing it. And what are we wasting our time and our money for for the next election if we know it's going to be rigged? So, let's, uh, let's, uh, you, I don't know, are you, were you aware of what happened to my radio station when I talked about the rigged election? Do you remember? Is this when your transformer blew up or whatever? No, my antenna was taken down. It literally went to the top because I kept contesting the election all the way till the 29th of November. Uh, and we were shut down uh, from the 29th of November to just past Christmas time uh, here on this radio station. And and I do, re- do you recall that. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, so that was pretty incredible. And it was all because we were contesting the election the entire time. We came back on the uh, 30th of uh, December not to appear on FM again uh, because I could not control the signal going forward. But they did destroy our tower, and uh, that is now playing Spanish music. Uh, they'll do anything they can to silence the voice of opposition. Certainly, you are that. And oh, yeah. you definitely want to put the power uh, of the people back into the hands of the people. Let's get through your platform. SheriffJoshuaJames.com. The website is SheriffJoshuaJames.com. One more time, SheriffJoshuaJames.com. Let's talk about enforcing the Constitution. Well, uh, one of the very first things I will also do is the audit of the 2022 election. We're going to make sure right away that uh, we had a fair and honest election. Uh, and I'm also going to go after the fraud that was committed in the 2020 election. Of course, uh, you know, we got till September before they destroy the ballots of 2020. So I sure hope people stand up and uh, make sure that doesn't happen because we uh, we have some cases that we need to get through the courts. Ending all unconstitutional mandates. Uh, tell me what unconstitutional mandates we currently have in place. Well, all mandates, ordinances, executive orders are not law. Uh, we the people don't have to abide by them. Stop. Say again. 
Uh, we, the people, do not have to abide by that. And why not? Masking, uh, walking into a, a building without being vaxxed or being masked, why? It's all a violation of our Bill of Rights. It is discrimination and segregation, and we beat those cases supposedly a long time ago. I don't know about you. I like classical music, but I think I like the sound of that a hell of a lot better. <laughs> All laws, like I said, that are repugnant to the Constitution will no longer be active here in Bernalillo County. So wow. any law that they put on guns, no longer active. Why did Manny cower to Michelle Lujan Grisham? Why did he enforce the mask mandates? I mean, these are things that Manny Gonzalez did the entire time. He's never had to be responsible for them, um, nor the increase in crime as, as well. He got off scot-free. I'd just love for you to answer that for me. That's a personal question, if you will. Well, I mean, either he's completely incompetent or he's uh, part of the establishment. Election audits, you've already discussed that. Uh, besides the 2020, which will be, I, I guess, disintegrated 20, uh, September of this year, then you have the election audit for 2022. Uh, what other things can you potentially look at? Uh, well, I will be calling upon the People's Posse, which means I will be deputizing the public, starting with our veterans. Uh, under our Constitution, veterans are guaranteed a job in law enforcement, so I want to bring all the veterans to the table. Everybody still has skills and talent, no matter how old or young you wow. are. Wow. I don't explain this. Pick this apart. <laughs> My, we might go till 7 o'clock with this. Stuff. Uh, this is amazing stuff. All right. Uh, uh, what does that mean, Josh? You're blowing my mind. Well, just like in the old Western movies, if you all remember, uh, anytime the, the bad guys rolled into town and if the sheriff needed any help, he called upon his posse. This is like Tombstone. Absolutely. It's posse comitatus. Wow. The, the people... Uh, I mean, we know about the militias. Everybody knows about the militias. Well, that's basically what it is. And the sheriff has a right to call upon that militia, on that posse, to help him in all his activities. We talked about posse comitatus back in 2017, 2018. It was Alex Jones on a Sunday afternoon talking about posse comitatus. Uh, one of the things that uh, Donald Trump uh, reenacted. And, of course, he was the greatest president in the history of this country. No doubt about it in my mind. But uh, talk about posse comitatus. Well, uh, I mean, we need the people. The people love their communities, love their neighborhoods, love their their city and county more than anybody else. So, uh, I mean, we know that our police department, like I said, the, the, they've been under investigation. Uh, we have no idea what's going inside, on inside either of those departments, uh, which is why I'll also be opening up a full audit of both of those departments and making it completely transparent to the public so we know what, what monies have been coming in, going out what uh, departments are unnecessary, what's not being utilized. Um, so once the, the veterans are brought in, the veterans are going to help to um, vet the current deputies and, and police uh, so that uh, we can try and get the bad apples out. And then uh, they're going to also help vet the public. And so anybody in, in the public, 18 or older, that wants to be deputized under the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Department will be deputized so long as they're vetted uh and everything's fine. So long as you're not a murderer or had just way too many issues or problems, uh, we're going to bring you in so that you can help us in correcting the, the problems, the issues, the corruption, the extortion, uh, theft, everything that's happening in our county. Sounds good to me. Wow. This is good stuff. It's a, a smorgasbord of uh, adventure and opportunity here, if you are behind. Joshua James for Burnley County Sheriff. Uh, this is very exciting. All right. Financial audits. Um, what, what are you going to do? We're just going to open up that door so everybody can see what's going on. Um, you know, in, in any departments that are unnecessary, any wasteful spending, we're yeah. going to eliminate. We're going to put okay. those funds back into the public. 
Well, um, I'm actually not going to even take a paycheck from from the corporation. I'm going to. Oh, stop! I'm not. I'm not. Stop! Kidding. Stop! The stop. people can pay me based off the job I do. Stop. We're going to get you paid. You deserve the time. The things that you're introducing is so much knowledge. This is, that's insane. I'm going to make sure, I'm going to personally make sure Joshua James gets paid for doing a job this good. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that, but I know where your heart is. Outlawing abortion for profit. Uh, tell us about that. Uh, the sale of baby parts to, from one abortion clinic uh, directly to the hospital. Boy, you were, you're a man after my own heart. This is awesome. This would stop everything. It would. Uh, you know, we're, we're the abortion capital of the world. Our abortion clinics are making anywhere from 10 to $20 million a week. We are flying people in from Canada, Mexico, all over the country. Uh, on the taxpayer dollar, New Mexico taxpayer dollar, uh, we're funding everything they do. Their flights, in and out, uh, their Medicaid. They're getting signed up for Medicaid. How much is an abortion? <sighs> too, much, term. too much money. Uh, uh, do you do you have you have you done the drill down on this? Do you it's, know it's been a minute, but uh, I mean, the, your, last your time last, you checked, your last guess would definitely would be able Six to tell exact, but ten to fifteen thousand, give or take. And then that's just the pay in, and plus the, there's some public money that comes in with that. Of course, correct? once they're using Medicaid, I mean, just like any hospital, they can overcharge for everything. Next thing you know, it could be thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars an abortion. Plus the sale of the baby parts. Oh, yeah. Well, so the abortion clinics sell these parts, these fetuses, to the... Uh, so the payment by the patient, then the payment from the supplier, and then the sale for the body parts. What is the... I'm, I'm sorry to be so graphic here, but... Uh, and I apologize. I know we're around dinner time and stuff, but the, the sale of a baby's arm, a head, heart. I mean, these all have individual prices, do they not? They do. And they sell those to UNM and to the other universities. Universities nitpick what they want. And then they sell everything to Wuhan, China and to different facilities across the planet that are doing a lot, a lot more things with these body parts. Regardless of the outcome of the election, will you focus on that post-election and uh, break out those costs for us? Uh, I absolutely will. Okay. Nonstop. That's a, uh, I will I will personally pay you for that. I cannot live peacefully in <clears throat> society until something is done about the, the BS that's happening every day. Enforcing the full power of the constitutional sheriff. What's a constitutional sheriff? Do we have one? Or will you be one? I will absolutely be one. Uh, you know, we have... Only three sheriffs in this state that um, are basically constitutional. Uh, I don't really see them doing a lot of things that they should be doing and handling. But um, no matter what, the, the sheriff always comes in as du jour. There's a reason why we elect a sheriff. Uh, they, they have the power through the people to make sure that all of their rights, the people's rights, are maintained and upheld and that the Constitution is upheld. And that all of our elected officials are upholding their constitutional duty. Now, Article 22, Section 19 of the New Mexico Constitution is the electoral process. You get elected by the electors, you take your constitutional oath of office, and then you have to go to your local bonding company, just like our notaries, and you have to get that oath, that constitutional oath, bonded. What that means is that every elected official is putting their life on the line to uphold their constitutional duty. And if they don't, because they have that bond, and that bond's in our Secretary of State's office, County Clerk's office, and County Commissioner's office, if they do something wrong that the people are not happy with, something unconstitutional, the people now have the ability to go place a claim against that bond, which holds them accountable. There's You've been speaking about this for a long time. I have, and now it's nationwide. Bondsforthewind.com. Mickey Klon, she's done an amazing job. I was actually just out in California with her a few weeks ago or so. 
and uh, there's there's a lot more plans ahead. Uh, what the process has done is given the people the ability to not only start asserting their rights by by email, by letter, in person to these county officials. They're, they're forcing them to do jobs they've never had to do before. Most of them didn't even know that this particular job existed to go hunt down for a bond. And they're realizing that they don't exist. There's no way for us to hold these people accountable. So what happens anytime they do anything wrong, anything, the taxpayer pays for their crimes and they stay in office. No accountability whatsoever. So in our constitution, it states that you have 30 days from the time you take your oath to go get that oath bonded at that uh, bonding company. It's called a, an elected official bond. It's about $150. I've even offered to some of these candidates, some of these elected officials currently in office, go get it. I will pay for it. Just to make sure you have it. Ending school board, city council censorship. What's what's going on there? Well, we have the Sunshine Act, which basically says they, they can't shut us out of their offices, out of their meetings, um, you know, forcing us on Zoom where they can cut us off anytime we have public speaking available or anything of that nature. So everything must always be open. They, they do not have the power and the ability to shut down or, or kick out anybody or to limit how many people come in. Okay. I like that. Or even uh, one of the things, how, how much time you have to speak. I've tried to go to city council several times. They never let me speak because they know exactly who I am. Invoking transparency. We'll talk about that later. We, of course, just want transparency. Holding elected officials accountable for being bonded. You just stated about that. Deputizing the public in the events. We addressed that. And then we'll make Bernalillo County a constitutional sanctuary, sanctuary county. Yeah, Tell me about being a sanctuary city, sanctuary county. That well, would I don't even like that, the word sanctuary. But, okay. Um, why? Why not? Well, churches are sanctuary. Uh, they're safe places to go. Refuge. Uh, refuge, right? And and the the other side has been uh, taking that term and just flipping it upside down. Uh, so either way, we're just going to make our county American again because right now it's not American. <laughs> <laughs> we are Americans. If you didn't know to vote for Joshua James before, you certainly, after that statement, are going to vote for him for Bernalillo County Sheriff. How do you appear on the ballot? Joshua James Ryan Lawrence. You're a pretty much a straight shooter there. You're an old cowboy. from. Uh, you ever been to Tombstone? I have not. But uh, my, I am ancestor. My ancestor is Jesse James, as well as uh, three U.S. presidents. You need to go to tom- Tombstone, bud. You'd love that place. You know, it's, I have some friends that live there, so really, maybe, maybe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a great place. I got to tell you, it's uh, walking through there. There's like new life just breathes right into me. And finally, inviting God back to Bernalillo County. Are you a believer? I absolutely am a believer. Where do you, not, go, where do you go to church? Uh, right now, I've been actually going to church with uh, Dinah and and. Uh, oh yeah, how's uh, what's his name? Father Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Washington. Father Washington. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's nice. It's fun, you know. I, I like those guys. It feels good. Everybody cares about each other. We all pray for each other. It's it's good. All right. So but otherwise, gotta, a church is you know just a gathering of two people. So anytime there's more than two people or two people or more, you're, you're in church. Yeah. All right. Finally, um, you mentioned uh, Karen Bedoni. Now you know I love Karen. I, I really do. I love I think, Karen. Too. I, I think the world of Karen. But she always told me that she would only be a Republican. Why did she switch? She's never been able to speak here on our air. But, uh, you know, I think that she's going to prevent us from, if she stays in, 
which she will, uh, no doubt in my, about it in my mind. But if she stays in, she'll prevent us from taking out MLG because I believe that this particular election is going to be that close. Is it more important to vote for something or vote to make sure that Michelle Lujan Grisham is out of office in 2022? You know, everybody keeps talking about voting out uh, MLG and others, but, uh, you know, constitutionally, who votes out criminals? Uh if we do our job, we the people, we're upholding our constitutional duty because it is our duty. We should be arresting these people for all the crimes. They, they commit treason on the daily. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we wise up prior to those uh, rigged elections and we arrest these people because they've committed crimes. D-Dowd Muska is with us. I'm going to give him uh, not just the last minute. He has as much time as he likes. Uh, any questions for Joshua James there, uh, D-Dowd? Uh, no, I mean certainly we could go all night. Uh, I gotta, I gotta duck out. Um, I'm only, I'm only contract, con- contractually obligated to be here for another thirty-five seconds. There is seconds. no contract. Um, there is I, no contract ever. Uh, you know, I would like to ask our candidate though. One of the things that really is bugging me uh, about the current gun debate, which is not a not a gun debate that that I uh, a couple of years ago, someone uh, someone in law enforcement mentioned something that was really, I think, really cogent uh, and interesting to me, which is a lot of young people now are coming into law enforcement. And they're coming because we have less of a rural population in America. We have less of a hunting culture in America. We have less of a gun ownership. I know that that that, that would shock people at MSNBC. But if you look at households that have at least one firearm, it's actually the numbers are going down as as a percentage of the, of, of our households in America. That law enforcement, young guys uh, coming in, coming into sheriff's deputies, police officers, they're much more susceptible to the gun control agenda because they really weren't raised in a pro Second Amendment environment. And I just like to ask our our friend about about that. I know it sounds a little esoteric, but uh, one of the things that concerns me about law enforcement, we saw up in Canada, law enforcement behaving in a very thuggish manner. Um, I really would like to see our young men and a few young women, I guess, and uh, who are deputies and police officers to really be respectful of the Second Amendment and understand the history of the Second Amendment, why we value it so much in our country. And I'm concerned about the culture of that, of young people coming into law enforcement and not really understanding that and and therefore being very susceptible to the gun crazies. Uh, And if you could just talk about that, I I, sounds a little random, but I I do think it's a problem that we're going to have moving forward as we try to preserve the Second Amendment in America. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I mean, they're not teaching the Constitution in our schools anymore. They're not teaching cursive writing. So are are young people going to be able to start researching and learning about the Constitution if they wanted to. Uh, it's definitely an issue. And of course, being the worst county in the nation, people aren't cops and badges aren't coming to our state and our county uh, to come and work for us. Uh, we get a lot of locals. We get the, the guys that maybe aren't accepted in other places. We basically have to take what we can get. Um, so definitely it's an issue. We're indoctrinating these people. We're not teaching them the Constitution at all. Even though they take the constitutional oath, They are. we're teaching them how to contract individuals into a for-profit system. You know, we all have heard the term, you're innocent until proven guilty. But in our society, you're guilty and you have to go to the for-profit courts and prove your innocence. And uh, that's an issue. So definitely one of the things I'm going to do when I come in is there's going to be constitutional training. We're going to bring in constitutional law enforcement because that's another thing. Everybody says law enforcement. The term gets used very loosely, but we don't have constitutional law enforcement. We don't have law enforcement in the state. Our police academies actually teach patrolmen 
aren't even allowed to carry guns. Wow. <laughs> uh, so we're going to bring constitutional training back into our departments, into our county, into our schools, because every kid, every child is afforded a Republican form of education, just like we were afforded a Republican form of government. And if you're not doing that, you're not providing that uh, in the pursuit of happiness, then you're already derelict of duty. You are already committing a crime. Joshua James, thank you for being here. Dowd, great job this week. We appreciate you. Great question. Great stuff. Dowd Muska can be found directly at rockoftalk.chat. That's rock. Please support us. Please support directly him and uh, our wonderful enterprise. Remember, we're independent business owners here in the Kiva. And as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Sorry for all the political stuff, but we're also not sorry when we have great candidates like Joshua James in here. Dinah, thank you for being here. Greg Zanetti, it was good to have uh, him in here once again. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in on AM 1600 KIVA, com. Back Monday at 4 p.m. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll be, of course, be back uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. for Saturday extravaganza of radio programming for a Saturday afternoon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in here. And it's been a great week. Back for a full week up next week. Thank you.